my new favorite chick drink. Isn't that delicious? God. That is delicious. It's delicious, and we are rolling. Hey, Cleveland Moto Podcast. Uh, so tonight mm. we are uh, short, short crew. Uh, Good crew, though. Yeah, well, exactly. To intimate. my immediate, yeah, intimate sharing. And we're at a square table, and we have four people. So to my left is... Dustin. To his left is... Johnny Chrome. To his left... Johnny Mac. And stereo center is your humble narrator, Phil Waters. We are so, dominated by John. We are we are totally dominated. <laughs> not, not the ball gag kind of dominated. We just are there's more John. John Dam, John Van dominated. Just wait till later. The, uh, <laughs> so it is one of those... Uh, it is a fucking cold-ass fucking miserable night in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, welcome so, to Cleveland. It was 50 uh, last week. Yeah, it's it was, fucking twenty now, and it's going to be fifty again next week. I mean, it is going to be like forty-three tomorrow. It was fifteen this morning when I took my daughter to school. It's supposed to be cold. This is winter time. It is supposed to be cold. That's what we're supposed to have. The problem is, we keep getting fucking tempted by these beautiful, occasional fifty-degree days. Um, it's very, very disconcerting. It's it's not. It fucks it all up because you're like, I'm going to take my bike out. And then you don't because the ice or the salt or whatever else, and then you get depressed. You get more depressed, and that makes it worse. The uh, <laughs> it, it does also make it worse. fucks with those of us with arthritis issues because the moisture doesn't go away. When it gets cold and freezes, yeah, it's cold and it sucks. Right. But the moisture's gone out of the air. Yeah, that's true. So some so, some level of pain goes away because you don't have the you know the moisture. Yeah. This yeah. yeah. And it is. It's perpetual ice, icy, cold, wet, damp horseshit. And uh, I know I feel bad for our West Coast, Northern California listeners because all of their uh, all of their precious real estate is turning into mud and sliding down the hill, uh, along with their houses and roads and cars. So that sucks for well, them. Eliza was. They're out of the drought. Yeah, <laughs> it's now officially no longer a drought in the West Coast. You got to always look for that price. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah. You can water your lawns again, assholes. Uh, you don't. You can't complain about uh, who was it? Was it Tom Selleck or one of those guys that uh, was violating the water ban? And he got caught because you looked at a Google Maps image, a Google satellite image of his neighborhood, and his, he was growing fucking tomatoes. <laughs> He's stealing all the neighborhood water and growing tomatoes, like and just rolling it. Like rolling, <laughs> rolling, rolling hard and deep into the bright, bright green grass. Yeah, you can't say you're participating in the watering ban when your yard is more lush and tropical than uh, Santa Cruz in general. So this, uh, yeah, this has been a weird one. We, uh, for people who do pay attention, I'm blowing through my personal inventory of vintage bikes and uh, vintage scooters. By the time you hear this. I will have a website, I will have a page or four, five or six or ten, up on my website of all the vintage motorcycles I'm clearing house on. And that web address is? Clevelandmoto.com. That's right. And uh, go to clevelandmoto.com. Right now I've got about 14 vintage scooters up there that are all selling uh, like the proverbial crack. And uh, so, yeah, I'm just deciding to decomplicate my life. And uh, I'm trying to systematically... Uh, I'm having a fatwa on carburetors. Fuck it. So full-on fatwa. Uh, I'm di- I'm just sick of fucking carburetors. And the older the carburetor, the least it needs, the less it needs to be in my life. Uh, you know what? CD seven fifty is just for fucking ready to try to do a uh, fuel injection retrofit to a bike. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Pick a bike. What's the bike? I don't care. I bet you if we took a CB750, uh-huh. we could take a fuel injection system. Uh-huh. From we have six of them. A CDR600. Mm-hmm. 
I bet you that would translate to a CB750. Okay. Uh, there's so many pickups. There's We'd so have to many do a Megasport setup. That's the way to go. I, I think. like that Ecotron setup. The Ecotron setup. Ecotron setup. E- or Ecotron, And then build yeah. your own either out of tube yeah. steel, make your own little manifold, where you can just have one injector or maybe two injectors. My thro- question is we talked body. about this three years ago. Yeah. We talked about it again no less than a year ago. We talked about it now. We have the laziest podcast listeners in the world. Mm. You'd think one of these fucking squints would have put this shit together by now. We come <laughs> the, up with the idea. Is you guys got to come through with a We could right. do a two and a one. We did the heavy lifting. We came up with the concept. Or we even gave you the name of the goddamn company. You know what? We're sitting around here. We got these important beers to drink, and popcorn to eat, and things like that. Right. Motorcycles to look at, stab with screwdrivers, and ruminate about them. And tacos. And tacos. The, uh, but yeah, I do agree. Yes, this. Uh, they have fuel injected lawnmowers. We could should be able to fuel inject an old bike. Exactly. I mean, we're sitting here looking. You know, staring us in the face is a early '80s Honda CB650 Cafe Racer, and you know, Chrome pointed out. An excellent fucking observation about this <laughs> the motorcycle. The dent in the tank the that was there before they painted it? <laughs> That's true. They did paint over a dent in the tank um, but and put the badges on over a dent in the tank. But, yes, what would you say the carburetors on that motorcycle are worth? Oh, I guarantee if you go over to John Jeff over Carb Warehouse or whatever, it, yeah. it's 900 bucks at least. Yeah, there's $1,000 worth of carburetors. You buy a new rack? Oh, yeah. On a well, $600 the, motorcycle. They're the CR yeah, carbs. Key and CRs or FCRs are, yeah, yeah they're yeah. a grand-ish. Yeah. So we're sitting here looking at a motorcycle <clears throat> that was technologically obsolete in 1985. 82. <laughs> <laughs> it came out obsolete. It showed up obsolete. <laughs> it was so late to the dance. It has all of China uh, adorning it. Oh, it, it has been it has been fucking given the full Christmas tree treatment from the Dime City catalog. Uh, it has got every yeah. There is more Chineseium hanging on that bike right now. Uh, whatever can be con- whatever you can convince a Chinese person to make on the cheap and ship to America, sellable out of your catalog, is even, on that bike right now. Even Please the controls tell me that it's not your job to make this. Little light bar. That's a light bar, right? That's a light bar. That's your tail light, yeah. like, like yeah. triangle, right under the seat. Yeah, and you know what? It's one of the. It's not even like Frenched into the rear grab rail or into the rear bar. It's adhesive curve around the outside. eBay or Dime City Special. That will last one ride, maybe. It, well, and the funny thing is, working. like Dustin was commenting earlier, is there's not nearly enough battery under that bike. There's a ballistic lithium battery under there, by the looks of it. It appears it, to be like a four cell. And, and there's about two and a half inches of clearance between it and the rear wheel. And it's like the typical. It's like the typical. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's bright. Oh, it's bright as fuck. Don't turn get me signal. wrong. Yeah. Turn shit. Signal. Yeah. Is there a turn signal wired in? Yes. Yeah. Turn signal there. I mean, that's that's all of the things. I mean, it does all of the things. I agree. With but it John, also though, looks like it's fragile as fuck. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna accidentally rub against that thing and it's gonna go away. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's a, a, there's probably a, yeah, there's a headlight, but no, at this point, the running light appears to have left the building. Yeah, so, yeah, for some reason, now maybe that's... No, it's because the bike's not running. Well, it, usually that... Sometimes they're wired in that the AC. bike, yeah, AC's got to be... So, in AC any case, it's, uh, in any case, it, sh- it presented with the problem being a bad sprag clutch well, on the starter. that's not going to work very well with an LED light if it's running off of AC. That's what we say. Uh, AC and LED, LCD, LED and AC don't play nice together. The other thing is, you know, the, in the interest of making it into a cafe racer, 
they got rid of the size of the battery by going to the little lithium. Well, the little lithium does not possess enough cold, cold cranking amperage, in my opinion, to bring that sprag clutch into battery. <clears throat> which, if, if they're lucky, that's what's wrong, because if that sprag clutch is fucked, they're fucked. They are notoriously difficult to do on that particular motor. So it is a, it is a very expensive repair to make that... To bring that bike into electric, and you remember this is a year of motorcycle which did not have <clears throat> or could be converted to be a kickstart. Right. So right now it's bump start only, and if that sprag clutch truly is fucked, it it's you know. What the hell, man? Cafe racer? What the hell? It's, GP start. GP start. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and they're off. The uh, you want see now that, there you go. Yeah. That would be the most badass. Cafe racer owner. If I disagree, if, if their bike was just just GP start. No, I had a Volkswagen Beetle that way in 1987. That was GP start. <laughs> and you know how badass that was? It was not badass at all. Do you know how stupid you look driving around southern Germany trying to find a hill to park on? You could only park on a hill. The thing was, I got really good at bump starting it in reverse. I'd park it pointing up the hill, lock it in gear. And then get in the car, put my foot on the clutch, roll the car backwards, and bump start it in reverse as I'm backing out of the lot. Nice. Fucking, no. I was an 18-year-old, but I had it going on. My buddy's uh, Toyota Corolla station wagon, it wouldn't start. So what you, the demo was, if you just sat there and tried to start it, right. it would kill the battery. Yeah. But you use your battery to put it in gear, yes. back it to out of rolling. the parking lot, uh, go, go, and go, halfway go. down the hill, <coughs> push the clutch in, let it coast down the hill, and then pop the clutch. <laughs> Vroom, worked every time. Yeah, like, using your using your one-horsepower electric motor. You can move the car the until, that, the until that big-ass battery is dead as a doornail. Get moving yeah. a little bit, and then push the clutch and let it go, and then it would catch a little momentum. Yep. Vroom, fire wow, up that time. is fantastic. See what the factories have, yeah. see what the factories have, have now taken away from us with the clutch safety switches. Right, exactly. Clutch clutch safety switch, switch took a lot of the fun away. But that's a prime example of like <laughs> that motorcycle, just the carburetors, just the four carburetors on that bike are definitely worth more than the bike. And you know the guy that built the bike? Mm-hmm. The only reason those carburetors are on there was because he was on a forum. Uh, and the forum said, oh, these CR carbs are, yeah, that's gonna, what you want. That, I'm going to yeah. bet you that it was probably a three-step process. Step one, remove airbox. Step two, install pod filters on factory CV carbs. Step three, your bike's running like shit and won't run right. Step four, somebody tells you, dude, you want to run, because there's no airbox in the middle of that bike. You could shoot a cat through the middle of that bike. Step three, four, somebody said, if you want to live this way, you're going to have to put CR carbs on here. You're going to have to put true non-vacuum carbs on like it. Like I said, he went on a forum. Yeah, but I, I'm going to tell, tell you it took four or five steps before he got there because this is not the destination machine. Look, just in case whoever owns this ever hears this, I actually, it's not an ugly bike. I'm not actually, I picked the bike up from the guy. I did a meticulous job. I mean, no, it looks good. It does all, look good. We're all in agreement. Yeah. He's done it as right as you can do it. I don't know why he didn't pop that up unless that happened afterwards. I'm going to bet you that happened afterwards. Yeah. Do you know what? You know, one of my first warning signs of... Uh, That's a huge amount of money, though. Huh? It is a huge amount of money. Do you know why I know that this guy 
built this bike backwards yeah. because the fucking switch housings on that broomstick handlebar yeah. smashed the tank. Yeah. And that yeah, is fucking, that is some day one Cafe Racer build shit. Is <clears throat> like, if you're going to have that fucking straight hipster, like, look at me, I got the broomstick Same handlebars on there. The drag bars. But right. I, had, I had the wherewithal to right. put a little weed belt, I welded a little bit on my bump stops. Yeah, so make, build up your bump stops, right. <clears throat> you don't have to deal with that shit. Have the, the open turning radius. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my 350. The 40 acres bike, yeah. <laughs> The, uh, my 350 can't even turn yeah. around in like yeah. a parking space. If you're not going to raise the handlebars or change the geometry, you, you make the stops bigger so the bike won't turn as much. But it's all just that kind of... That's just the quintessential home-built cafe racer right there. That's the thing. It's like, you know, if you want to look up the definition of the term cafe racer, that's it. John, Chrome, uh, if I say to you... And this is actually probably a good thing for both of you to be here because I don't know if you were either one of you were here last time we had this discussion. Uh-oh. If I say to no, Johnny Mecklefresh, <laughs> we're going to go racing to la- later on, mm. and there may be some pro street there. Mm-hmm. What does pro street mean to you? That means like a muscle car that was almost just barely street legal muscle car, maybe tubbed out or whatever, mm. you know. Something like that. Okay. Maybe Monte John Chrome. Maybe Camden tubbed. <laughs> Johnny Chrome. No, no. If we said we're going Pro Street, what does Pro Street mean it's to you? Frame rails moved in, wheel tubs installed, big tires, yep. and skinny fronts. It's class. That's it's an, it's an absolute class. If your vehicle meets those criteria, you can race in the Pro Street. Doesn't have class. to be streetable though. Well, the concept was street. I, th- I thought it the was original concept was that it would that it would be within the bounds of being street legal. So, but you that's drive fine. it to the strip. Right. There's so much new stuff but that I don't that's even the point. keep up with nowadays. There's mean street. There's street outlaw. There's. Right. But now I'm going to say that let's take those same two words, pro, p r o, and street, right? And uh, now <clears throat> let's apply them to the motorcycle culture. Doesn't exist. It does. That's the name that these assholes finally came up for all those goddamn Jesse James bullshit bikes. Pro Street bike. Pro Street. Pro Street in the Harley world's fucking. It is. Pro Street in the Harley world means $50,000 ass jewelry. It is the word, it is the term of art for all that shit that the fucking Orange County Choppers guys were building. See, I would. So those are called Pro Street bikes. I own one bike that I would consider a Pro Street bike. Sure. It was an old Cow Thousand, Cow Nine Hundred, actually, but big motor. This is and it had yes. a, it had an outboard bearing support. Yep, and it had a Cosman little foot swing arm and a car yep. tire in the back yep. of it. And this is what I'm saying is Pro <laughs> Street. Pro Street. Pro Street. When I was a, a younger I mean, person growing up, Pro Street, just like in the automotive world, was a class in the motorcycle world, and that meant that it was a heavily modified factory motorcycle, and it was usually done, built to achieve only one thing: a quarter mile. It wasn't meant to go around corners. Yeah. Pro street bikes were pro street bikes. They were... Basically pro stock with right. lights. Exactly. Uh, it was a bike that you could tires. legally read to th- ride to Thompson. Yeah, they have a bike that can't really do a quarter mile very fast, but definitely can't go around corners, so they're calling it pro street. And this is the weird... <laughs> that's exactly it. Right. You're like, well... Bitch Not can't. because it can do a quarter mile real right. fast, but because it doesn't go around right. corners. Well, yeah, what, yeah, I would think a pro, pro street, modern pro street yeah. bike... Would be like a stretched Busa. That's what, we, that's what we came up with. I said yeah. the logical. Twenty five years later, the logical answer to what is a pro street bike is a Hayabusa, a stretched Hayabusa. It's street legal, 
it's been modified. It's for, basically, it's for street class, but by a pro, somebody who has a little more money to spend than your average guy. It's not the bone stock class. It's not the super stock class. It's the pro street class. And when you're racing and you're a kid that's growing up around drag strips, you kind of get to know these little terms as they go along the uh, use of force continuum of these different motorcycles and cars. The fact that you're going to yet again molest another thing with the genetic abomination that is the $40,000 ass jewelry chopper <laughs> which somebody called me the other day and said you got any pro street bikes and i said <laughs> and i said pro street i said well about as close as i said about as close as i can get you to that is i got a 1977 Kawasaki KZ1000 and i got a KZ900 that both could be pro street bikes we can stretch those for you we could absolutely stretch that for you i could put it in the taffy puller and we could pull the taffy right out of it See, I think anytime anyone asks you that question, you should, you should say bikes. yes, we'll all of them. On. Well, the point is, I, I the guy ran me around a corner because then he promptly told me what his brain's definition of pro street was, and I said, "Oh, you mean that horrible ass jewelry shit they can't get rid of these days?" <laughs> and he was like, "Oh," and then he tried to justify why yeah. those bikes had to exist and how important they were. And I said, ah, I don't think I agree with that. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah. Yeah, so. reality TV, that's why they had Everybody at work had seen John's bike and everything, and we were talking about it, and there's a buddy who's in the KZs, and blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Right. And I went back, and I told him, I looked at, I'm looking it up, I'm like, <clears throat> both of those bikes, especially John's bike, was a super clean bike. Oh, fuck yeah. I would make it look like a KZB1, KZB1. Mm-hmm. I would take that body work, which is beautiful. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I would put it on eBay. Put it on a shelf. And, and I'd yeah. put it on eBay and sell it off. Right. And for the money that I got, I'd buy a used, beat-up set of bodywork mm-hmm. and a sparky motor, do a root beer in orange or the oh, green... Yeah. Do a, a repro color scheme yep. and put on that bike, and it'll be gone. Looks like a 900. It'll be gone yeah. quick. Yeah, it'll be make a 900 it, replica. Give it a chocolate replica paint job and find a set of four and fours for it. I wouldn't even do the four and fours. Well, just I'm just suggesting that's that. too expensive. That's too right. much money. Right. So I'm talking say, for the Z1 cost. Enterprise will hook you up for about twelve. About twelve hundred bucks. You want Enterprise will give you a beautiful set of bikes. I'm talking about yeah. for the money you get yeah. out of selling the, those tins. Of course, yeah. you could easily turn around and get Sparky. And that is the best example ever of. The fickle nature of the lazy consumer. So the consumer looks at that and goes, Well, I'm not interested because it's not stock. Okay, great. We're going to take these tins off from 1977. We're going to give you what you want, which is a bike that existed in 1973 and 4. Which is wrong. Because we're going to put them on a 77. It's going to look good. But I want the chocolate with the orange pinstripe. We Good. Two sets. Which Congratulations. You here's your fucking. Here's your wrong. Accept your wrong. Pay too much money for it, and you can pretend to your friends that you're driving a '74 because it's chocolate, it's root beer, and it has the the stripes on it. Take so, that all the way to the bank. Right, and take it all the way to the fucking bank. That's exactly it. That one that I sold years ago. Go call, call it Pro Street if you want to. Well, yeah, and I had the one that was the 900, <laughs> and it just had paint that on the tank. Well, and it had the factory root beer paint. It was faded. It had been a touring bike, so it had a beautiful piece of carpet on the seat. Like it had all the rubber <laughs> accessories, it had all the 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 wind robbing vetter shit on it. And it had a naked lady painted on a gas tank by a nine year old. Like it was the worst <laughs> fucking tank art ever. You, you, I think the guy painted it while he was riding the bike. Is what it looked like. Oh. You know what looked really good on this bike? This KZ900? A naked lady. But you know what? It was a legit KZ9. The serial numbers were right. The oh, shit. Was right. She's got three nipples. It was original. Yeah. Oh, I hit a bump. And I, and I got ferociously good money for that bike. 
because it had been covered in grandpa accessories, which protected the actual motorcycle from hooligan assholes. You know, that's why it still had a factory clutch in it at 30,000 miles, you know, because, and that's why it still had second gear, because it had been protected from asshole drunken shenanigans. For 500 being bucks worth of used tins yeah. and some work and some paint, the right good paint and everything. Yeah. You could double the and a case of beer. You could double and I actually have t- gotten to a point with that particular motorcycle where I love the fuck you nature of that house of color paint job. Like I, I love it. I'm not saying awesome. I don't love. The it bike. is. It's awesome. It's great. It's I just feel bad that other people haven't seemed to the love the Green this Dragon. Region. Man, I like. I love it. I think it's just a cool paint job. And I think that you know what we're talking about is well, a 1977 motors. No, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. No more. <laughs> I got no more shelves. No more shelves. No more. I got to sell every goddamn thing. Uh, you know what? I tried to make a deal on somebody today. Uh, they said they had to. They were going to get in trouble because they were buying this Lambretta I'm selling, and now that meant he was going to have to get his wife a cat because that was part of the deal. I wouldn't. And have I said, said a bad I, deal. I said I will give you a cat. Ship one with it. Right. I'll put a cat under the side panels, motherfucker. Do you want a black one or do you want a real fuzzy one? Because I got one of each. If you look at these projects that Sparky did, man, I wouldn't have him doing anything but paint. I'd I set him up in a God paint damn. room. Yeah. I would heaps yeah. and heaps. Like, yeah. here, paint this, do this. Mm-hmm. 750 body work, right. 350 body work. Yeah. Any, all this body There are a lot of places actually right now online where you can buy pre-painted sets of tins. For $1,200. Around $1,200. Yeah. yeah, around 1200 for the full set. Yeah. Well, I think that he's probably got, excuse me, he's probably got more than $1,200 worth of man hours into the paint on that CL350 over there. Yeah. I think that if we if we if tapped really it out at ten dollars an hour, yeah. If you really started trying to <laughs> do the price, right. break it out, means? and how much it yeah. actually costs, yeah. yeah. There's a reason why it's twelve hundred dollars, and that's just one of those things, yeah. Because if you're painting things in this country mm-hmm. and you want the paint to stay on the bike longer than five years, you, they do take a while. Painting is an mm-hmm. art, you know. A Sparky's amazingly good at it. God, he's remarkably good at it. Mm. Talk about a fucking found talent, and and he acts like it ain't no big deal. But meanwhile, it's a waste of time to do one tank. You should be if he can do. Oh, <laughs> do fucking six. Do six. Welcome to time. Vietnam. <laughs> if you're gonna paint one, do six. Right. Welcome to Vietnam. Get them all set up, man. Have his kids prepping the shit. He's, Have any one really, of his kids wet sand and stuff. He's really hard on himself about it too, because I'll I'll, I'll look all at some, some of the stuff he paints. I'm just like, yep. God damn, dude, that's amazing. Yeah. And he'll look ten. at me and just sigh and go like, oh, Yeah, man, but could collect up ten sets of CB. 750 body work and paint it candy apple red with the gold stripe and have 10 of those. That's right. Candy apple red. Do do them all red with the gold stripe and then do them all yellow with the black stripe. (laughs) And you'll be like, ching, 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 ching. Yeah. And they are, I mean, it is funny, but it is. That's not a bad idea. It's a terrible idea because (laughs) what is, what my experience has been is. Put them on bikes. I understand. I think the days of buying cheap CB750s are over. They're over. They're absolutely over. You know what? Everybody wants to buy a cheap 750. Nobody's selling a cheap 750. And if you buy a cheap 750, you spend less than a grand on it, you got way more than a grand worth of headache staring you in the face. Uh, and that's just the nature yes, of buying these do. vintage bikes. Uh, speaking of the vintage bikes, because this is a vintage motorcycle mm-hmm. podcast, what the fuck happened with the goddamn GPZs? Apparently, while Rip Van Winkle over here was asleep, they became H2s overnight. Okay, so that's Z1, man. Motherfuckers are just, just <clears throat> fucking goofy for GPZs. Gee, I should have fucking bought that one in Mid-Ohio like five years ago. 
when I I punted and didn't do it. Does it have to be a 750 or can it be a 550? Honestly, I think it doesn't fucking matter. I think it could be a GPZ 305. <laughs> I was going to buy a 550. I think people are just queer for the term GPZ. Um, I, I think it's just the look of the bike is now becoming desirable. Why? Oh, I think it was I like, like the them. first bike to actually It start. looks exactly like every goddamn 1986 Ninja 250. Because it is. Mm, but it was the first one to get start adapting that kind of look, that kind of race fairing that kind of sporty. It was, you know. It, yeah, I mean, I'll give you that. And then when it, when so it did the, Interceptors. You're right, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it doesn't have any better aesthetic to it than a similar. Aesthetic. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't look any better. It's not more beautiful than a 84 Interceptor. Right. Well, maybe that's where we get ahead of the game. Buy up all the interceptors. And next no, but year, I think. Be. Yeah, but then you might have to rebuild the carburetor. That's the point. <laughs> maybe the fact <laughs> is, maybe what makes the GPZ so goddamn desirable yeah. is that you don't have a V4 inline four layout. It yeah. doesn't make as much power, but it's less fucking shit in your face. It's less fuck you around a corner when you don't have to rebuild four carburetors that are hooked at. 180 degree angle pointing at it. Dude, man, I like the interceptor better. Yeah, but you can't keep one alive. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's the only reason why Who I would on this never planet, own one. Like, this is my stunning come to Jesus moment today as I'm making my inventory and starting to take photographs for the monster of all websites I'm going to build for, like, you know, Phil's House of Used Motorcycles. Come and get it sale. The crazy, crazy deal. Crazy deals. Got a mind. You know, it, that's what I'm, that's what this is. And it's. I'm looking at all these things, and I'm looking at these bikes, and the more that I look at them, the more that I realize the correct number of vintage motorcycles to own is one. I'm shooting for none, but one is the correct answer, because you can have three dependable, somewhat modern, reliable motorcycles. They'll get you where you need to go, and one project bike. And then when you're done with that project bike, you should ride it around for a while, get it totally dialed in, sell that fucker, and build another one. If I had spent all the collective energy and right. effort that I put in spread between 12, yeah. 20 dozens of bikes mm-hmm. into one bike, I would right. have this fantastically art, you know what I right. mean? Like, it'd be a piece of art. It'd be the most minty bike ever. Exactly. That's why the British, the guys in the British scooter community, when you see the British scooter community and see their show bikes, they see their custom builds... You know what? Those bikes are engraved. They're plated. They've got three times the factory horsepower in them. They've got fucking 16-plate clutches. All their eggs are in one basket. All their eggs are in one basket. They are literally taking all their energy and putting it into one fucking bike. It's got a 19-layer paint job. They take it to rallies and shit. But the point is, they put all their eggs in one basket. It's exactly what you say. And here's why I've determined the conundrum. I am a lazy fucker. Do you know why I can say that? Because it is so much easier to buy a bike than to sell a bike. Mm-hmm. Do you know how long it takes me to buy a bike? It's so much more exciting. Yes. There's instant reward. There's payoff. You know how easy it is? You know how quickly I can buy a bike? It's ridiculous. I've seen it. Yeah. Do you know how quickly I can buy a bike? Do you know how quickly I can walk into a situation and knock 40% off the price of a bike and take the bike away? Do you know why that works? 
because it's easier to buy it than it is to sell it. The buyer always has the advantage. The seller has been sitting with that thing. For some reason, he needs to sell it. The fact that he needs to sell it, the fact he wants to sell it, the fact that it's for sale means it's a distressed situation. You go in with the advantage when you're trying to buy it. Right, right. The fact is, he's trying to sell it. What's wrong with this? Why are you selling? Who cares? The point is, the seller clearly is at a disadvantage. He's begging, right? He's begging for the buyer. At the very least, he wants to buy another bike, and he's trying right. to get rid of that one. We like, know he's, he's asking for the sale. Ass, of the course, thing. he could be. Yeah. Like the point is, if it's still there, right? If you saw it on Craigslist or you saw it on eBay, and it's still there, do you know what it is? <clears throat> not a deal. Because unless your name is Jacques fucking Cousteau, you're not the first person that arrived at that particular undersea fucking party, right? Other people have looked at it. Other people have decided not to buy it. He's decided he doesn't want to own it anymore. And you're out there considering buying it. You should have your fucking head examined. What's wrong with you? You're going to go out and buy this goddamn motorcycle. If you have anything more than zero motorcycles in your garage at this moment, you should really reconsider your fucking situation. Because the likelihood is you're buying yourself into a fucking second or third or 18th bike, and you're not done with number 1 through 17 yet. So finish number one through seventeen. Sell that fucker, and then buy number two. Yeah, I mean, you even know? the bikes that I'm riding. Yeah, they all need something. Mine better. are all rolling projects. Sure, yeah. motorcycles are usually rolling projects. There's something on the way to being something better. Well, that's exactly how I got my last bike for what I was willing to pay for it. Right. Is I called the guy up when he put up his Craigslist post, and I said, "Hey." I know what you're asking. I don't want to insult you, right? But this is what I got. Yeah. And if you get to a point where you know that's okay with you, then give me a call. Right. And he's like, "All right, yeah, it's a little lower than I want." And you know, almost three weeks later, he called me back. He called me back, and he was just like, "Yeah, my wife says I should take your offer." That's right. Well, the problem is. <laughs> I spent some of that money, yeah. so now my offer's a little yeah. bit lower. So, I mean, right. I got the bike for what I was willing to pay for it, and I was really happy with it. So, I'm going to tell you, distressed inventory, whatever it is, whether it's the one bike you bought yeah. or the 26 bikes I'm going to try to sell, are the best example in the world of how <laughs> evolutionarily we've come as far as we have. The, the fact is... The reason that we're all sitting here is because some man found some woman who was willing to make a bad decision. You know, <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Somebody was willing to make a horrible, horrible decision, and that's why we're here tonight. That's why we're having the conversation because very few people go out and be like, oh, you know what? She's everything that I wanted a woman. She's the top of my game, and that man is totally the top of my game. I think a lot of people are settling. I'll say this though: I've never bought a bike and sold it for anything less than I, you know what I mean. And that's I may have the had more work being, into it, right. but yeah. mostly in my mo is I buy right. it. Usually not running, yep. I get it running. I mean, I ride it for a while. I enjoy it for right. a year or two. 
I make improvements variously. I never fully get all the value for that when I sell it because right. I'm not fantastic at selling bikes. Huh? I don't hit home runs, but I'm always selling for a comfortable amount. I feel good that at least I got to ride the bike and use it and everything. And yeah, you know, I paid for the tires that I put on it. For I you know I made enough money to. You got to know. I got bike. everything. I got my money's worth out of that bike, and then I moved. And on. I love that. I love the idea of getting to experience a bike that was on my list. Yeah. So I get a I get a bike that was on my list. I get to drive it for a while, check it out, see what it's all about, and then pass it along to somebody else. Point. That's exactly it. The trick, the real deal is, to a person that has the ability <clears throat> to turn wrenches and have the ability to fix things yourself, that gives you. And that's the only way you're ever going to be able to play this game and not just lose your ass every single time you play it. Because otherwise, it's Vegas. It's set up to fuck you. I mean, there's just no way you're going to walk out with what you walked in with unless you're doing your own wrenching. If you're, not, if you're paying somebody else to wrench on your shit for you, then my God, you better... The best way to win is by not playing. Nobody ever said buying a new car was a good investment or buying right. anything. You know, exactly. Like, so if you're buying something used or yeah. old or vintage, it yeah. has to be something you're going to put something into it. That's right. Generally, nobody's just going to sell it for much less than what it's worth. Exactly. That's very, very rare. And that's why I stopped... You know, I get people call me all the time like, hey, man, I got this CB350. You think you could do some work on it for me? And I, now I'm just like, no. Yeah, one of our friends recently passed, and I'm going to be going over to the, over to his place and picking up two uh, titled CB Hondas, like CB350 and CB500. And uh, they're titled, but they're apart. I donated tons mm. of motor parts to that. Well, we're going to have them back. And <laughs> this is the kind of thing where I'm probably spending a little more money than I should because there's a, a there's a recently deceased friend involved. Taking care of the widow. We're trying to take care of a friend of ours, and so we don't want this to turn into a, a negotiation over a couple of hundred bucks. This was a business that I had talked about yeah. that was like... Because you got guys, you know, like the Bill Muir's, where they had hundreds of bikes, or mm-hmm. Bruce has got a garage, you got a yep. garage, and everything. Oh God! And come Fucking in, and, hell. and then like just do it, like okay, well here's your here's the payout to your widow. Right. Should you die tomorrow? Yes. Here's a list of all your bikes. Here's right. what we'll give you for them. <laughs> yeah, it's not full market price. It's not you know your best dream price on eBay, Sorry. but it's a a decent price that reflects the fact that. This was just a bike that was part of your collection of many bikes. Absolutely. That, well, it's a nice example. It's not a man, and it's not everything. It's a guaranteed price, and it's basically the, your wife's headache when you die goes away Trust immediately. Me. We come in, we cut you a check, pennies yeah. on the dollar. We take That's your right. whole collection out. That's right. She gets a nice fat check, and it's over and done with. Same people that clean out houses and everything else, man. You know. That's a real deal. If if we if I had somebody that was offering me that service right now, uh, do, you know, Doctor Waters, when uh, when Mister Waters passes, when I get hit by a fucking whatever, when I'm okay. taking a picture on my motorcycle of myself at the speedometer saying 150 miles an hour because I'm stupid, and I come <laughs> off the bike. And somebody tells her that, you know, we found your husband or pieces of him. Moto Guzzi will come in and take all the new bikes and everything. Well, anything that Wells Fargo happens to own on the floor will, will be removed post-haste. But it's all the used But stuff. that's the minority of shit in this building. Right. And it's everything else that I own as a whole. And it's also the whole business as a whole. And as a thing, it's like, you know, someday, son, this will all be yours. Well, I don't have a son. <clears throat> so it's like you pat James and Renee on the back and you're like, guess what? The will's drawn up. <laughs> I'm not putting merit in charge of this shit. So it's you guys. So you know, this is what the will says. The will says if I go, they're they're the owners of the business. You know what? 
thanks for the herpetitis. <laughs> Way to go, you asshole. Why'd you go and die? And then all the bikes and personal property. I used to, and I've had a couple of different people. Bikes that were, and guns. The bikes guns and, that, oh, believe me. My one friend did that mm-hmm. a number of times. I mean, he was yeah. a police officer and everything. And that was kind of his M.O., yeah. especially like when, you know, older officers or whatever, people he knew, they'd die. Well, then the widow's stuck with this gun collection. Gun collection, right. He'd What's come the in. They, they don't, obviously, a widow doesn't want to be making gun deals. They're all freaked out. Sure. He'd come in. He'd, he'd broker off one by one and Absolutely. sell all their guns. And most of the guns he sold, he sold, their, sold to other police right. officers. It's really easy. They could be comfortable knowing yeah. that their guns weren't getting sold out on right. in the streets. And it's a good program. He would pocket a couple nice guns. For well, of course he takes the pick of the litter. My I assume that if I die tomorrow, all the fucking fucking vultures are going to show up at my house. My garage door is going to get broken in within like nine seconds. <laughs> I won't be there that quick. <laughs> no, it'll be Shane. Motherfucker, Phil. And Ryan. No, he'll, Sh- he'll me, Shane, me. and Ryan will wait at least three days. We'll, we'll bring Merritt mm. some... Indian food. Bring her a casserole. Yeah. That's it. Uh, that's what you do. Bring her a casserole to grieving widow. But that's one of those things. Like, well, not my... for your wife. It would be the Indian food. Yeah, I right. think your wife would be pretty formidable. Can't be tender. Nobody's gonna go. Pro- no, no, no. But, but the idea is just the same. It's like that's one of those. I have too many goddamn bikes. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to get that number down hard. Is it like the porn buddy? Like if you die, who's gonna clean up your porn? That you know, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> who's gonna, who's, who's, who's gonna wipe your hard drive? It's not a bad idea. It's who's gonna clear idea. your browser right. cache? Who's gonna go over to your point. house and throw away your flashlight? <laughs> I had to do that once. <laughs> well, then. Uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about the the digital camera that I loaned Luke. <laughs> the video camera that I loaned Luke. Yeah. We're not talking about that, though. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did he find things? I erased I erased over that cassette. I taped over that cassette twice, the video cassette that was in there. I mean, that was one of those ones where you clean out somebody's house and you find a video camera and you're like, oh, I wonder what the last thing they recorded was. And you look at it and you're like, oh, God, sweet Jesus. <laughs> My Lord. Yes. My, My sweet Lord. Lord. If, if, neither, if, if none of the people on this videotape are billionaires, Krishna, Krishna. we're going to burn this thing right now. <laughs> nope, I don't recognize any of their faces. All right, they're out. Who has a hammer? All right, we're going to destroy hard drives. Very, very with extreme prejudice. So <laughs> Tremendous. I'm, so what I want to know is GPZs. The GPZ 550, mm-hmm. the GPZ 750, mm-hmm. the GPZ 900, the GPZ 305. One th- 305, thank yeah. you. Was there a GPZ 500 twin? A baby one? Well, no, no there is a five. Well, There's five fifty. I was looking at the Wikipedia of the GPZ line. Five fifty four, and they listed it as a five hundred or a five fifty. Really? So, so maybe a first year came they were, out as a five hundred. And they were both four pots. They're both four cylinders. Yeah, I think they were. Yeah, I okay. Don't okay, a five hundred twin. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to kind of play back in my mind because I've I've owned a couple of them accidentally over the years. They just kind of passed through. And then which one was the turbo? The GPZ seven fifty turbo. Mm. Wasn't that the one that came as a turbo? You can get it that way. I believe you are correct. Was it, or did they even somebody downsize? punch it up in the world's answer to all the world's questions on on the thumb drive, thumb powered devices, and then GPZ seven fifty turbo. So anyway, there were so many yeah different variants. I yeah, I thought I remembered yeah. a GPZ seven fifty turbo. Well, a couple of the manufacturers downsized. Like Suzuki made one that I think they went to six fifty. Here's what I found well, on the web for so, power devices, and then GPC seven hundred fifty turbo. The uh, Siri, you're a whore. Siri, you're bad. At so this. the the five hundred five fifty began in nineteen seventy nine with the Z five hundred, 
which was a scaled down version of the Kawasaki I don't Z1R. think we can call that. I don't think we can call that a GPZ though. Is it fared? They're calling that a Z five hundred. I would say that the GPZs for me started what eighty two, and that was pre. And then, mm. then you get into the KZ five fifty D. That one KZ five fifty H, and then eventually European it became the. Oh, a lot of them are European only. Well, you're talking yeah. like eighty one. Kawasaki yeah. was doing very well in GP racing and developed a higher performance version of the KZ five fifty GPZ seven fifty turbo, the ZX seven fifty E one. And yeah, yeah, it is. It's all of those things. It's all and like most turbos, I love when I look at compression ratio for a turbo because they're always low as fuck. Seven point eight to one. Yeah. <laughs> My Cooney fuel injection. What? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Take what, that. You what fucks. year? Nineteen eighty-three. Oh, get oh, the dude. fuck. Out. My Cooney have fuel you ever, injection. Nineteen one classic. Exactly. Yep. Nineteen eighty. Yep. That's right. EFI. Fuel injected motorcycle. EFI. That's right. Just th- that's the kind of thing. Twelve horsepower. Yeah, turbo baby, turbo. Yeah, baby. believe me, that Your wasn't. Turbo <laughs> believe me, that that horsepower rating was not taken without the spool engaged. Yeah. <laughs> Seventy-three <laughs> foot pounds of torque. Yeah. And that's no we're talking about. Think about that. That's nineteen eighty-three technology. That is uh, uh, that's uh, way beyond a historical plate. That was like the hamster turbo powered. But it's still look at that shit. <laughs> How well do you think that got down a straight line? Pretty fucking good, it's right? A bit of a squirrel, but I just watched the Roadkill episode uh-huh. where they had the Toby Hines supercharger. The leaf blower. Okay, not the leaf blower. This is the next iteration of the Vega. Yeah. Where they actually put a trailer with a V8 on it with a blower. That, boost, that caboose. The boost, caboose. I'm thinking in my boost, mind. caboose. Why did you need a Chevy 350 right. to run that blower? Couldn't you have just used like a 12 horsepower snowblower? Like. Briggs and Stratton to run know. the blow. I mean, a it, big Vortec like that will take about 50 horse to, yeah, to move it. To, yeah. to you think it, it actually needed absolutely. that much horsepower? You're going to keep that blow? kind of CFM moving? Yeah, you might need not have needed a 350 Chevy, but right. yeah, a little. Okay, a four cylinder Volkswagen engine or something. Um, once again, you're watching a reality TV show yeah, 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 yeah. on the internet that's yeah. free and it's called Roadkill. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I got what I paid for. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. If you didn't like the program, you can gas your money back. That's exactly right. The. Uh, yeah, I I really yeah I looked I watched that and I was just like ah oh, man these guys are having too much fun. The when we talk, I think I've run into probably forty five people in the past two years who have like their dream bike is a GPZ. Are you kidding me? I know. Man. I feel the same way. You're doing a GPZ search on Craigslist. Well, this is the this is my thing is. Is that just where we are? Is this just the point that because it is 2017 and there is a certain rule that whatever's 30 years old is cool? They've finally gone to the next stage. Exactly. They've finally chinked a little bit forward. I think the Z1s are drying up. Yeah. Oh, nobody's... And even the the pre-J model thousands are drying up. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean the J models are coming into 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 play. And I don't know the way it is in the rest of the world, but the only people in Cleveland, where we're from, who are legitimately interested in KZ one thousands and KZ nine hundreds are black fellas who had one forty years ago, yeah. right when they were the hot shit, and now it's these guys have some money. Right, these guys now have some disposable income. They're doing great, so they want to buy back. 
that bad decision that they couldn't afford to make in 1974 through 1981. It's brain drain, sort of, or horsepower drain. Is that all those KZ900s and 1000s that got sold here didn't get sold all over the world. They got sold in Australia and some other places. Oh, yeah. But a lot of places have come in, and we've seen it in Mid-Ohio, people loading up truckloads of stuff. Oh, yeah. They're all going back to Japan. They've gone back to Japan. They've gone to other parts of the world. Exactly right. So the market here has gotten tough. And when I, when I say that, this is the most racist, completely not racist thing I'm going to tell you. When I was a kid growing up, all of the clubs around here, all of the groups of guys in Cleveland that were running KZs were all black groups. Yeah. I mean, it developed its thing. You right. Know what I mean? And so the, the white guys would show up on like... A, a, a white guy who's a power broker, <clears throat> that dude is showing up in 1985. He's showing up on a GPZ. Or a mag, or, or a Sabre, or an Interceptor, or whatever. Or a CBX, or something. 84. Right. In 84, 85, when I was really, really into stuff as a kid who's worshipping all these motorcycles. When the when you heard... But there's a lot of people who yeah. will say that the KZ900 yeah. is what made them love motorcycles. Hell yes. And I had, there was yeah, a couple sure, guys that rode yeah. around when I was a little kid. And when they'd come by with a four and a one header on yep. those things... And that like, sound, whoa, dude. Whoa, the sound... Whoa. You know, like it just lit oh. up the whole... When I was a kid... It lit up my life. Yes. Well, when I was a young fella, and I was too old, too young to have an actual motorcycle myself but was illegally sneaking rides on dirt bikes in the neighborhood and Mm -hmm. things like that, when the guys would come down the street or a bunch of guys would come down the street and the sound that the KZ900s and the KZ1000s would make, there was nobody that had anything but a 4 into one on it. There was just a whole litany of every brand of... It was either a Super Trap or it was a Kirker, and it was going out the right-hand side, and it was making heavenly noise... As it came down the street, and it was just wild. And as a kid, that that got you fired up. Not so much the guys on the Harleys, because honestly, I'm going to tell you, in 1984, the motorcycle thing, it was kind of dead. I was never into Harleys. I was into dirt bikes because I was kind of a country... So really, small town, hillbilly yeah. kind of. Kid. You were gonna say hillbilly. I heard it. Yeah, well, I would say hillbilly, except I didn't live out in a farm. You know, yeah. I lived. I still lived in town. Which you lived is in the town. Worse because oh, right. you could have had all that fun living out on a farm, right. riding your three wheeler. You had 120 acres, guns, and doing all bananas. this kind of shit right. and everything. But no, I lived in bumfuck Egypt in town. Right. So yeah. I had to rely on my friends. Yeah. And so that '83, when we think about it, white men from town. The halcyon days of the GPZ were 83, 4, 5, 6, 7. Well, so you'd have had to be, one, very much into motorcycles, because that's a brand new bike. So you'd been willing to spend the equivalent of $15,000 today to own that GPZ back then in 1983, 4, 5, 6, 7. You'd have to have been the coolest guy. I'm sorry. You'd have to be the guy in your neighborhood that watched motorcycle racing. You'd have to be the guy in your motor, in your neighborhood that thought he might be doing some motorcycle racing. Or go to a track day. Right. Which, once again, I'm going to tell you, 
I grew up in that neighborhood. I grew up around the guys that rode motorcycles. Tommy Bishaha was a legend, and he was the first one to own the first Ninja 900. Wow. Which was which is basically a GPZ 900. GPZ 900 Ninja. All he, the GPZs became the Ninjas. Yeah. He was the baddest yeah. ass yeah. person alive. <clears throat> right. Right up until the point where he was doing a wheelie at 120 mile an hour around a curve. Yep. And, and, du- and duffed it and rolled along a bank and ended up in the hospital. Yeah. Still alive. Yeah. As far as I know. But he was the lesson. He was the cautionary tale. He was the one. Mm-hmm. He used, yeah. you know, he used to start out and he'd go in town and he'd ride a wheelie all the way out through Spring Church, all the way out to wow. the high school. You know what I mean? For yeah, that guy's the, he's the man. For 20 miles, he'd ride a wheelie. On and he's on a KZ 900. I'm sorry. GPZ 900. Basically, ninja. Yeah. <laughs> ninja, ninja, first ninja. So, go like, ninja, this is go what I'm ninja, talking about. Like, yeah, I yeah. really do think that there's that period. I like the effort. It was so, if like the influence. I talked to a guy in my shop <clears throat> today, who just said he's the minority in his particular circle of friends. Everybody he knows rides motorcycles. Everybody, he's a door to door guy trying to sell me. You know, power. He's trying to sell me a better deal on my electric, right? That's the guy. He shows up my shop. He's got really nice shoes. A real power broker. Dude, yeah, he's a power broker, all right. (laughs) You know, how do I know I'm not going to enjoy this experience at my shop when you're carrying a clipboard, right? (laughs) You show up my clipboard, I know I'm not going to have a good time with you. So yeah, so oh, yeah. Was, when those guys show up and you're out on an excursion, I'm like, Phil's not here. Right. Fuck off. Well, I have this. Phil's not here. Who pays your? How do you guys pay your power bill? I don't know. The landlord pays it. He lives in Columbus. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I just pay the rent, right? And this guy came in, and he was just like, "Here's this. Here's a dude, man. He's 28 years old. He's got his shit together. He's got a job. He's walking around. I looked outside. Fairly nice car, you know. And he comes in. He says, like, look, all of my friends have motorcycles. That is not a statement that ever would have been uttered in 1984. In 1984, it was hard to find a TV show or a movie or anything that had motorcycles. Chips, Ben Max, was already kind of out by then. Chips was already kind of on its last breath. Speaking of which, Mad Max was. What were the motorcycles in Mad Max? They were not. But they were not the glory machines. These were not the heroes. These were the fucking bad guys. Mm-hmm. The bad guys were on motorcycles. Kawakas. Yeah, Kawaka, man. Like, all the, the whole fucking clubs and clubs worth of destroyed motorcycles. Yeah. And that was kind of the thing in Hollywood, both both silver screen and, and small screen. Yeah. If you think about it, I mean, think about all the, the well, they weren't sitcoms, but were the hour-long action, you yeah. know, your MacGyvers and your, yep. your uh, kit car and your... sure. What are, what are half of the time, what are the bad guys always riding? They're always on motorcycles. Always on some kind of dirt bike Always on like a, a dirt bike. Right, with an audio soundtrack. <laughs> the first exactly. Captain America movie. Or a dirt bike with all kinds of plastic on it to make it look like a super yeah, bike so they could yeah, film yeah. the jump shots. But that's how, like, motorcycles were not prevalent in American society in, 19, in the mid-'80s. And I don't know if that's because we all had Miami Vice fever which motorcycles weren't a big part of I don't know, that. but my parents hated motorcycles. It was like... Oh, uh, mine did too. Yeah. I had to sneak a leg. It was yeah. like, fuck bikes. They didn't yeah. want bikes, anything to do with bikes. I and all the people why. that told me they hated motorcycles in the mid-80s are now buying motorcycles today because it's just culturally acceptable. And I don't know... In the 80s, remember what Harley-Davidson did with the 883 Sportster, 
where they did everything they could. First, they uh, first they punished the Japanese with a tariff. Mm-hmm. So they did every trick in the book to try and sell motorcycles to Americans. The second thing is they put the 883 out there at like thirty nine ninety eight or some nonsense yeah, under, cheap price. Under four, under four grand, like right? Eighty five ish. Oh, so cheap. And then they had this dopey movie mannequin, the movie called Mannequin, about a guy who had a love affair with Kim Cattrall, I think it was. Yeah, it was Kim. Who was a basically love doll. And this guy who couldn't possibly swing it, he's like a window dresser, like eight bucks an hour back in the day. He's riding the best product placement back then. He was riding an 883 Sportster. So here's this guy who's got, this guy's a nerd. This guy's a complete loser, whatever, falls in love with a mannequin in his window, but he's riding an 883 Sportster. That's product placement. That's the Harley-Davidson Motor Company saying, we need to reach out to some young people. So what are we going to do? There's this movie coming out with this... This loser that gets laid. This loser who gets (laughs) having sex with Kim Cattrall. What kind of motorcycle are we going to put him on? Oh, we're going to put him on a Harley-Davidson 883. Do you think the motor company went... The fuck you are. And they went, no, no, he gets the girl. Sure. What's it worth Fair to enough. you? How many motorcycles do you want to sell? And I can tell you that that period of time, from my own personal experience, the 883 marketing was heavy. Because the Japanese had been kicked in the dick with the tariff. And more mannequins got fucked than ever. <laughs> <laughs> that fiberglass is a rough ride, man. That's a rough, rough ride. I never wanted a Harley. I wanted quad runners. Huh. I wanted dirt bikes. I wanted all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. I wanted some street bikes. I wanted a KZ. Yeah. I eventually got a KZ 650. Some of whom are about the time that I had to drag it all the way from Pennsylvania to here to Cleveland when I first moved here. <laughs> it didn't have a title. I never got the title. I would fire it up and I would piss my fucking neighbors off. Yeah. <laughs> it had a four and a one baffle with no baffle no, in it. Just a hollow and pipe. I was the first carb set of carbs I ever cleaned out, really sort of. <laughs> it, it ranish. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I would try to I'd fire it up. It was say, the concept of when they're all open. It can't help but run. And I fire. I would fire it up, and I would swear that if I revved it and warmed it up enough, it would eventually run right. Right. But after a half hour of me out there, <laughs> whoa, whoa, just sawing on it. Where did you live? Lakewood, right over. Oh man, Richland Avenue. Oh fuck. And for those listening who don't know, Lakewood is a very dense neighborhood. Yeah, same population There's, density as Chicago. Yeah, yeah. It's do, a very I, dense neighborhood. I do some burnouts up and yeah. down the driveway and stuff. I, <laughs> I'm like, fuck, that's the only thing I can do with this bike. It's just a noisemaker and a burnout maker. I can't understand why your neighbors were annoyed. <laughs> Four angry I, cylinders. That's it. Yeah. Oh, hey, you my. know, you, you brought up uh, chips earlier. Have yeah, I did. Have you seen the trailer? I have seen the trailer for the new Chips for, movie. For the new Chips one movie. One of the two people can ride a motorcycle. The other one can't. Um, that's just actors. We'll talk about the movie more in depth once it comes out. But the fellow who was uh, Zach or whatever his name is, who was in Idiocracy. Yeah. Um, that fellow, he's an actual, he's a skilled motorcycle rider. So a lot of the stuff that's in the film, yeah, I'm not saying he does his own <clears throat> stunts, but I'm saying like when the motorcycle rides up, it makes it easier on the sh- uh, on the production cra- uh, cat, the crew. production crew, if a motherfucker can ride a motorcycle. Whereas the other fella... Being that I work in production, this right. is a true story. Right. Whereas the other fella, 
his motorcycle has to have extra wheels on it or be on a trailer. <laughs> Ninja, please. He's, right. doing, he's doing the Henry Winkler. Yeah, he's doing the Fonzie. Yeah, he's doing the Fonzie. <laughs> and so, like, even when it showed up on the Jimmy Kimmel show, they both pulled into the studio, and uh, the fellow from Idiocracy, he rode in on a motorcycle. The other fellow rode in. No, he didn't ride in. A grip was pulling him on a dolly. And he said, what's going on? Uh, I, I noticed he rode his own bike. You didn't ride. He goes, oh, this bike's uh, this bike's got a performance modification done to it. Uh, yeah. This is high tech here. So, at least he had a sense of humor about it. He had a very good sense of humor about it. And he's a, you know, he's a fun actor. And he's you know, a bunch of stuff. He was in Ant-Man. He was one of the... Uh, one of the it, one of the co co thieves in Ant Man. I didn't want to like it, but I watched the trailer and I was. Oh, like, I showed you. It, it looks. You know what? It looks funny. It All looks- that shit that's horrible. And I mean, we'll admit it. Harley Davidson, the Marlboro, Marlboro Man, was a horrible, spiteful movie. <laughs> Terrible movie. I'll still watch it. Yeah, I'll still watch it. You know why? Four good lines. In yeah, it. yeah. What bikes are they on in the new trips? They're both on Harley Davidsons, but his girlfriend's on a PC800 police bike and does mm-hmm. a wheelie that can't possibly be replicated. So No, yeah. they're on BMWs, I thought. Oh, and ships are on BMWs, right? Yeah. Oh, yes, and ships. And the new ships, they're on BMWs. I'm sorry, we were talking about Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Oh, yeah. getting yeah. our movies. And ships now, they're on BMWs. And they get Ducati uh, Dosaduros. Or, yeah, they get Ducati uh, Supermos. Halfway through, so they can oh. infiltrate the motorcycle bad guy gang. Ooh, because cool. all the bad guy gangs ride. Yeah, Ducati and Super, yeah, Ducati Ducati Super Motors. <laughs> product placement, product placement, product placement. And they're wearing like uh, they're wearing Power Rangers y uh, color coordinated <laughs> riding gear. And so th- there because, are some points again that all the bad guys wear. Yeah, color coordinated gear. riding gear. I'm going to tell you there are some this points. Is Baywatch with motorcycles. Yep, you got it exactly. This is this is Power Rangers things? had a baby with Babe Baywatch and created. Watch it because there's Chips. a Power Rangers movie coming out. Chips right, 2017. Ago. Chips 2017. It's exactly it. Death Race 2050. Whatever. It's they're, all... they're basically taking an old <laughs> 80s TV show and making a comedy out of it. Like they Piper, what, keep fucking. My daughter doing. loves to watch that stuff over at Grandma's house. It's all <clears> on Grit TV. She watches A Team. Oh, all the old all 80s the stuff. Old oh, stuff. and there's a yeah. uh, Murder TV. She Wrote. The really? Adams Family. She's every time I come out, I'm like. I know your mother hates when you watch TV, but I kind of love it. If you're watching the Mag- MacGyver, you're getting on the same yeah. page as me, and that's right. important. That's, we can relate now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the other channel is right. uh, Me TV. Well, it's, it's all uh, maybe 1980s. That's what you, yeah, all 1980s. Between grit yeah. and yeah. me and whatever, all those uh, yeah. over the airwaves. All those free over the airwaves type shit. My yeah. son has started getting into the stuff that I like to watch, and my daughter, believe <clears> it or not, has. He'll be there soon. My son's starting to get into the stuff I like to watch. (laughs) Yep. Feel for you, man. Roadkill and and, uh, Motorhead TV. Yeah, Gearhead TV. Petrolhead shit. And my daughter has inexplicably pulled me into her world. There is now, she was like. So, what lover of glitter pony shit are you watching? The the Iron Iron Chef series. Oh, yeah. Well, now this, this season there is an Iron Chef Junior. Oh, okay. oh. little children, ten year olds. Yeah, and they're using their Easy Bake ovens with no, the light bulb. No, in no, no, they're making fucking shit that they you would get at his restaurant. You'd be, you'd oh, really? Be happy oh. to eat their shit. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And I'm just I'm watching this and I'm like I fucking I couldn't cook that. Do you ever want to smack your kid and be like, why the fuck can't you do that? <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's like really hard because I can't. I want to learn to cook better. I want to learn to this one. Hey, that's Daddy fun. wants some bacon wrapped scallops. What do you need hey. from the grocery <laughs> store? I'll run the grocery store. You can whip that shit up. All about that. Let that's... me get you into a hobby. Yeah, that's exactly it. About time you start paying off. The uh, 
porn. When I yeah, when I think about so here's a squirrel. Do you think you need to go to school? Hmm? I think high school. My new no, thing right now school. is high school is a complete fucking waste of time. My daughter, who's in fourth grade, <laughs> right. can read, she can write, right. she can add, subtract, do division, multiplication. You're saying she's ready for some vocational training. I'm saying, okay, that's fourth grade. We're going right. to do fifth, sixth, <laughs> seventh, eighth. Right. By eighth grade, what the fuck she is got she got eight years of dicking around. Why yeah. does she need high school? High school yeah. is just going to be, you know... A lot of country. algebra and geometry and oh, stuff that. Man, and when's the last time you used some algebra or geometry? Uh, we have a 16 year old kid. when I was on the shitter. Okay. We have a 16 year old kid that works at our shop. I'm kidding. Part time. The kid. The kid. So, the kid. So the kid's pretty fucking awesome. Uh, the kid's got a strong work at work, work ethic. And when I see his German, when I see his German four AP German four homework. And it's bringing down his GPA because he's taken all AP classes. He's taken all college prep classes. He's a junior. His class is 100% in German now. There's yeah. no English and once you walk through the door. That right. was and not you my speak German. German. No, and it's diabolical. And his teacher's just cutting his legs out from under him. And like his elective class, his German class, is wiping out his 4.5 GPA. So this kid's crazy hella smart. And as a junior, he's having problems with pre-calc and like the cl- classes he's taking. And as an adult, I want to tell him, you are on a very good track for becoming a biomedical engineer or any of these other jobs where after four years, you can go in and pull 125 grand. He's on that track. He's right there where he needs to be. And yeah, and he's working his balls off. And as a kid, you know, as a 16-year-old kid who should be doing all the 16-year-old shit, I don't want him doing all the things I did when I was 16 because I don't want my daughter to do any of the things. No, I did when I was no, 16. there's a lot. There's a real lot of you know, yeah. There's just no, a trust lot. Trust me, my daughter's 13. Yeah. I think high school needs to become more focused in some direction. It needs to be more like, okay, now you're to high school. We taught you everything you really need to know up through eighth grade. Yeah. That's the basics. So you really yeah. don't need much more well, academic acumen than eighth grade. Now we're going to take you in a direction. We need to start going in a direction sooner. Yeah. Well, but I can tell you, as a, as a person that just, you know, as walks this earth, my personal history was that it took me until I was over 21 years old. Thank God I went in the military because I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. Yeah. I mean, really, everything that I did up until the age of 25 was all just bad decisions. I kind of thought oh, yeah. that, too, though. It's kind yeah. of, there's actually just this sort of this aspect of high school where it is just sort of babysitting. It's babysitting. It's but wandering around. You really don't know it's what teenager you are, jail. So we're just going to keep sort of educating hey, you. We need a place well, to put them so they don't burn the world down. you a little bit. But, 99% of you fucktards right. aren't going to need to know all right. this stuff, but. If you give teenagers, if you take them out of the teenager jail that is high school, like the the release program, the work release program that is high school. If you take that away from them, they're going to do nothing but breed and burn things, right? Because that's what I wanted to do when I was a teenager. I had two focuses of existence on the planet. Fucking fire. Like, if I couldn't fuck it. Sounds, it, like, sounds right. like any of the protests you see right. on the news. Right. <laughs> if I couldn't fuck it, I wanted to burn it. Well, that's like all those HBO series. Right. Fight and fuck. Well, hey. Right. Well, you know, there's John, a whole lot of there's a whole lot of industry based on tits and dragons. No, no. A, a lot of it is based on us as parents, and, right. and I have been telling my daughter this for years that you know you don't need to go to college if you don't want to because because mm-hmm. they're pre-programmed from school to be like, and you'll graduate and go to college yes, for four absolutely. years and get a degree in bullshit. Right. The American mm-hmm. dream was never to go to. Uh, be born, grow up, go to school, right? 
go to college and then get a job. It's supposed to be find your dream. It's go That's get a reasonable amount of education. And That's then go exactly and, what I was about to say. It's not about say. getting a job. Everybody wants to get a job. And sometimes live your best possible you life. You should be getting a job. Right. You should be creating a business. You should be right. And, that, and that's becoming a, an artist. Exactly what, I, what right. I was going to say is, I tell my daughter is that find what you want to do well that will make you happy. You know, and you know if it means that you don't go to college, you go to a trade school, then that's what you do. And, and I what, did that. It didn't work out too well because I wanted to drink and fuck. <laughs> Ride motorcycles. That's right. I don't know what you did wrong, pal, but it worked out well for me. Turns out that job was already taken. I think if I would have done anything, there are only so many Hollywood stuntmen that exist on the planet. And I think kids are going to be better at this part of it, though, too. Is like just basically developing yourself as a brand. Pretend you're a brand. Like do everything you can to make make your make yourself. I make yourself desirable popular, to have around, more man. More known, more desirable, yeah. more. Yeah, make yourself worth having around. If 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 you're not, you know what? Whatever you got, if you've got it, if if you can make yourself know, worth man. having around, whatever the fuck it is, whether you're cooking or whatever might be going on, I I don't I don't know. I don't pretend to know. God damn it! There's I would. Shit, you can do shit now to make money. That my my 11 year old the other day, 11 year old boy, he goes he goes. I want to be a YouTuber. Right. This is a yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is a oh, YouTuber? Better yet. There are now federal. Dude, those guys make millions. <laughs> there, are now, there are now scholarships for ele- gaming, electronic sports, yeah. gaming, electronic sports. gaming. You can it's a real get sport a scholarship. Now. Yeah, that's the world we live for in. For being an ultimate gamer. Hey, really? back to motorcycles. Because uh, we can't change all that shit is terrible. Normally, Johnny McElfresh brings us back on track. Where are we at? What's the time like? Uh, hour and four. Okay, good to go. We yeah. we got the, the second they topic. Can, you know what? I'm gonna say one more thing. Real yeah, go right ahead. They could at least teach when you when you leave high school. They could at least teach you to do your fucking taxes. Yeah, maybe to grow some food. <laughs> you know, I, do some I, fucking gardening. I learned I mean, that in high school. Yeah, I, I, I was I was down. I learned uh, that in high school, hunting and fishing. Clues. I was down in order for math credit. They did have horticulture, uh, mini course horticulture. Yeah, but I mean, all that's gone now. That's well, not the, hor- not the horticulture. The uh, do your taxes whole. The, all the that world has did. moved on, so maybe important high school classes would be one. How to not get yourself pregnant. Uh, that two, should be like, well, that's, yeah, that's, that's, whatever. that's health class. Yeah, but, but yeah. I think we need to actually just call it what it is. How to not get yourself diseased. How to not <laughs> how to not disgrace yourself or your family on your social um, social media. Well, that's a modern one. That's a class. These are all classes. How to not get yourself pregnant. How to not get yourself a disease. How to not disgrace your family on social media. These are viable <laughs> well, skills. Well, that all goes back to the first class, drinking 101. Oh, drinking yeah. 101. <laughs> How to hold your liquor. Um, but no, these are like these are legitimate <laughs> things that people... These are things that people who are 16, 17, 18 years old actually sh- would be great if they knew how to do it. Because when you don't know how to do it, you become a burden on yourself and your family. So yeah. there are all other things like spending money responsibly or maintaining your credit or know. developing your credit and taking just taking care of your personal self. So like there's like six classes right there, seven classes. And not one of them was advanced AP German four. Well when so. I when I was a senior in high school, I was told by my guidance counselor before my graduation, you're down one quarter credit yeah. in math. So you gotta you need a math class. Mm-hmm. I was like, shit, what do I take? So I went through all the classes, I'm like, oh, I'll take that one. It was called consumer math. Mm-hmm. And it was all the basic math skills you would need to know. 
for the rest of your to life. Breathe. It was doing your taxes. Yep. It was, I mean, it, yep. it was writing a check. Checking, sure. you know, checking account. Maintaining it, a checking account. Yeah, just to being a fucking human. That's is, right. Is what it was. There were, like, I'm not even kidding. We called it practical math in my school. Yeah. We had a chap- it was math for failures. Yeah, we had a chapter in our book on how to do bowling scores. Right. See? That's actually, <laughs> and you know what? Practical fucking skill. Uh, yeah. Our, know math for fail- our math for failures was rolled into the re- the other part of the class for failures called OWA. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody can claim Occupational that work adjustment. That's right. Somebody can claim that that's bullshit. Yeah. But when you go out to work with right. a bunch of your friends afterwards, and maybe the boss is there, and you're the guy who's like, "Oh, I fucking keep score. I can do this." I'm like, you show what a capable human being. I'm going to tell. I'm going to make it extremely clear for you. There, the times I've gone bowling in my life because I don't go to the mega lanes where they have the automatic electronic visual occupational uh. scores. I go to places that are hipster, trendy, fucking mayhalls, right? So we go there, and you got to take score with a piece of paper and a pencil, a little short pencil and the little short pencil holder and the, the cigarette holder and the ashtrays all built into that nice piece of, you know, awesome retro boomerang furniture that's From an in mayhalls. I love it. And uh, drinking my drinks and bowling my bowls. You know, in Pennsylvania, you can still smoke in bars. Yeah, I digress. But go ahead. I know, but I'm glad that I can't. So I'm, um, you know, I'm still like less than two months on the non-smoking thing. Sorry. So I know. So Too watching, soon. watching some things can be a little difficult for me. Too soon. But that knowing how to score, knowing how to score bowling. Giggity. Guess what, man? That shit's important. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. After I took that class, right. every time I went bowling with my friends, I was the guy that had to do the score because yeah. no one else knew how to do it. Yeah, but they all had a better time, and they all went. Dustin's pretty good with numbers. Yeah. Right. Damn, uh, look at him. He knows the new bowling score. better call Dustin. Yeah. Oh, that's a good thing. Well, nah, we got bowling. I got roped right. in on, on, the, on the dart If league. you can figure out a fucking rugby, or oh, the dart league, that's the, another the good dart one. dart league I played. 301, I, close it up, bitch. Well, I got, I, roped, dare you. I got roped into doing most of the math because yeah. I could do it in my head real kind of <laughs> pretty good. fast. So, you oh, yeah, if you, you know. Yeah. Oh, and outs, yeah, everybody's. Yeah, what's the out? John, I got 71. What's my out? Shut you. Shut your fucking mouth. There's no out for 71 bitch what do you think it's a prime number where the fuck did you come from the uh but i don't those practical math things those are things that we all use or we all should be able to use to get us through life better the calculus and uh trigonometry and algebra and stuff geometries never really had to come around for me i mean if you're going to be a science scientist or something like that i mean if you're going to be a biology major you don't use that kind of high math if you're going to be like a Fucking astrophysicist or something? Then maybe. Well, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot to be said for being yeah, able to chemist, be. I mean, yeah. doesn't use that kind of crazy. There's like some of that stuff is just. Way Would out. you ever want? You're going to have to be a. You're going to be a math professor. I mean, Would you ever want any of these people to be doing these formulas in their head, or would you want them using some sort of calculating device? To Absolutely. Do it? I, <laughs> I would want a, all of these people to be using an electronic device to do it. I don't want people figuring out anything in their head i don't trust them i want the numbers to be accurate if you're filling my prescription and your name is pharmacist whatever i want you using some device to tell me how much to take i I don't want you doing it in your head i was fantastic in chemistry biology yeah genetics all that kind of stuff math fuck me hard i'm a which is bizarre i'm not that type of person right i am not a math person right i loved everything else but i could not do math yeah, math block is a real thing because there's some principles that you have trouble getting your head around because they feel a little weird back to motorcycles <laughs> <laughs> i gave you guys that one what's the, one uh, weird motorcycle no but i want to talk about was, let's talk about motorcycle math i want to talk about cameras 
Because Dustin oh. bought his faux pro. You know, a lot of people have asked us about the faux pro. What brand is it? What is model like a is fake it? GoPro. Yeah, it's faux yeah. pro. Yeah, it's a, it's a fifty dollar Chinese knockoff. Faux pro. Okay. Right. So I've been doing a lot of research. Not that you know this isn't the Chris Smith hour because Chris isn't here. But I've done some research. I don't have any notes for you. <laughs> you but just I quoted Chris. I found right. I've been exactly. doing a lot of research. Right. Uh, so what I've learned is, yeah, you know, there's several levels of looking like a complete tit. When you bring the idea of photographic evidence into your ride, most of it seems to be the general consensus is the GoPro shaped device. The GoPro shaped device, which is basically that which is half the size of a pack of cigarettes <clears throat> perched on top of your fucking bucket and looking like a complete tit. Every time I'm at any motorcycle event and somebody walks up to me well, with. Yeah. A birdhouse on top of their fucking helmet. You exactly. (laughs) You fucking knob. You look. You do look like a teletubby. You do look like a complete tit. I don't know whether to have a conversation with you or the fucking little brother that's on top of your fucking skull. You know, the big thing now is they put them on their faces. Yeah, jaw seems to be very popular. I way back. I mean, like five years or maybe I would say way back. Porn yet? Right. <laughs> oh, totally. Come on. <laughs> Haven't you been watching porn? I, for a little project that I had actually in the police academy, I actually took a little bracket, put a bolt through it, put a camera on it, like just a regular old camera up through it and everything. Yeah. So it was like right here. I couldn't really see it well, but it was right here in front of my face. Took a ride, hit <clears> play, <throat> took a ride on my bike, came back, and there you go. I had, it was. Not a GoPro. It was just a stupid one of the first digital cameras, mm-hmm. but it worked pretty well, pretty yeah. nice. And My little uh, the, the, nice. the camera that I, I did a video presentation. Then I took that. I took those files, burned a disc, took it in, put it. Was able to put it on their little video projector. And we put it up there, and I was like, "Hey, take a ride on a motorcycle." For a lot of people, when I did that, that was kind of like the first time they had actually seen Got to see point of live video POV, point, point, of view. point of view motorcycle riding nice yeah the, the the camera i have that i lovingly refer to as the faux pro i mean if you want to go dump three four hundred dollars on a gopro setup plus mm-hmm. another 150 dollars in accessories i will i will lie gopro has been on my christmas list a couple yeah. times but no and they're I've great i always cameras. waved my wife <laughs> off i'm like you Santa know what Claus I, always that's gonna be two hundred dollars worth of, i'm gonna use it once and it's gonna it's not gonna get yeah. used i'm not knocking gopro i've i've used them many times uh the last company i worked for we had about eight of them and uh we used them all the time but but my little crappy one that i you know Hook so on, hook onto my helmet and ride around with. So it turns out the industry has kind of sorted itself out. So <clears throat> the first thing I tried was I tried taking my iPhone six, tried taking my iPhone six, putting it in some sort of a cradle on the motorbike. And the problem is the vibration that, yeah. of the when you're trying to watch video. <laughs> so when you're trying to watch video or you're trying to take photographs, the vibration of the motorbike. And I've tried it on several different bikes, inline four cylinders, V twins, everything. The vibration is still there. You get that cavitation. We actually like. call it jellification or jellofication. Yeah, everything kind so of warped. It gets warped. So the pictures are basically unusable. So the second thing is, if you want to use the iPhone as your recording platform, then uh, you're going to put it either strapped to your helmet, which is, is a very awkward-shaped item to strap to your helmet, mm-hmm. or on your chest or in your pocket like a body camera with the camera on your person because on your person, you're a separate... you absorb all the vibrations. Yes. And my experience with that is that the video uh, usually is 
completely vibration free. The problem is it's uh, because it's in my pocket, it's usually in vertical aspect, mm-hmm. which only assholes take pictures and video in vertical. <laughs> Fuck you. If you, you know what, if you're holding a camera up to shoot a video or a picture you're like, and you're holding please. it vertically, you're stupid. You don't have the right to have that high tech piece of device in your pocket anymore unless you're taking a picture of a giraffe. Fuck you. Okay? <laughs> That's the only thing you should ever be allowed to take a picture of. And if you're shooting yeah. video and you're holding your camera vertically, you're missing out on all the awesome things your or camera Ron can Jeremy. do. Okay. And that's what I was telling these right. guys. In 2009, right. I, I, I put a little L bracket on my helmet, yeah. bolted it to my helmet, yeah. had a yeah. screw that went into the little thing mm-hmm. that would normally go to a tripod on a camera, yeah. Yeah. put it out here, yeah. and I could hit play, and I could <coughs> go for a ride, and I yeah. could kind of see what was going on in the camera. And when I turned around, you know, I could aim the camera while I was riding. I had a clipboard. I had a... Tank bag on my GT650 Hawk. Had my GT650 Hawk had a tank bag on it, and through the top of the tank bag, I put the the bolt that goes to the bottom of the cameras. And I had a VHSC video camera VHS. mounted VHSC compact uh, mounted to the top of my tank bag, and it got a beautiful shot of my my clocks, so you could see the tack and you could see the speedometer. And in daylight, when the depth of field was such, because of the aperture being adequate light, you could see the the speedometer, you could see the tachometer, you could see the road ahead. And the lean of the bike made the videos very exciting. Of course, that VHSC camcorder, you know, had about a a 90-minute tape or, you know, 45-minute tape, and the battery would be a little bit longer than that. So, you know, you're dicking around a lot changing batteries, but batteries were cheap and you had a bunch of them and that kind of thing. I eventually got smart wired into the 12 volts on the bike so I could run as long as the tape would last. But the tape didn't last very long. And it was prone to jiggles and shakes and all that kind of shit. That back then, when money was more expensive than it is today, that VHSC camera was about $900. And I was earning about $8 an hour. That's like three GoPros. So what are the specs on your FOGO? My my FOPRO? FOPRO? Yep. And so for same, I, I same did as some research, what you're looking for is you want to get a camera that, <clears throat> if you can shoot in 4K, that's better, but a 1020 is... What's 4K? What's, it doesn't matter. 4K is four <laughs> times 1080p. It really doesn't matter. And, and it really doesn't matter because... You when you post you, it on YouTube, it's going to get crushed anyway. Yeah. Right. And you don't know anyone that watches anything in 4K. Right. Most right. people don't own 4K TVs It's more yet. resolution yeah. than you need. It's more thing. than you need yeah. right now. And I it's mean, more resolution than the shit we're going to be shooting. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you in, in my industry, we shot in 4K uh, mostly for green screen mm. because you get so much resolution, you can actually key out around hair. People who put things onto YouTube Damn. have discovered that it is nice to have a camera that shoots in 4K because when it gets squished to be put on YouTube, it looks really nice. Whereas if you shoot at 1080 and it gets squished on YouTube, it doesn't look as nice. Exactly. Well, you can, show, you can show 1080 on YouTube. You, you can show saying, 4K on YouTube yeah, now. I now, you were going to say it was easy to, <coughs> easier to upload lower resolutions. It is, and it's, they, it's well, file it, sizes are much smaller. Yeah, way so, smaller file right. sizes. So what I've learned is there's Dustin's FauxPro, which is looks exactly his camera looks exactly like a GoPro and so do all the in fact all the, the accessories, accessories work with GoPros. work with GoPros wow so that's literally the camera that he bought and there's about 150 different options of non branded GoPros that have the same exact physical attributes as the more expensive GoPro 
the camera that people tend to be really, really enjoying and gets a lot of high ratings is called a Yi camera, a YI camera. It's it's the same size as a GoPro camera. It has slightly different chassis to it. It has different excuse me, it has different accessories to it, but it also is sub one hundred dollars. But it it has very good optical qualities that people really, really like. Well, so, I decided on mine based yeah. on a YouTube channel that I watched extensively, yeah. and uh, I wish I could remember the name of the channel, but well, I can't. That's the nice thing about YouTube. Just type in <clears throat> yeah. action camera comparisons. Yeah, this yeah. guy There's basically buys every yeah. cheap Chinese yeah. uh, action camera, and he compares them is to Is he a British fellow? Yes. Yeah, okay, so this is where I got the latest one I'm going to tell you guys about. Yeah. Yeah. He he compares them and he'll show you side by side comparisons. Mm-hmm. So what we're saying here though is GoPro is the gold standard. A GoPro is the gold standard. The gold standard. Right. I mean, even like the Hollywood standard. That's exactly it. And I don't. I mean, mm-hmm. if I had an extra three hundred kicking around and I wanted to use this thing every day, I would probably invest in the GoPro. But here's my criteria for what I need a video, an action camera to do. I need it to be in what they call dash cam mode, so that if I put the thing on my skull or I put the thing on my motorcycle, it's recording everything that is happening for a period of a couple hours, and then if nothing bad happens, it just re-loops over it and re-records over it. Yes. So I need to do nothing more. They than pretty much all do that. Activate the you don't power. have to go back and delete files exactly. and edit it or anything. Right. I no, just need it, to go look at it. I made it to work unscathed. <clears throat> no problem today. No significant events. Nothing worth talking about. Nothing to be done. done. I could do in, my daily commute, day right. after day, day exactly. after day. Exactly. In the settings on the camera, when you go in, yep. it's called constant loop. Constant loop. Yep. And they all have it in one form or another. It's very rare to find one that doesn't have it. Then we talk about the battery. How long do we want the battery to last? It's a good idea to have replaceable, removable batteries, not just one you plug into your um, USB port to plug and charge, because when that battery goes dead, you will have to be have some downtime. Whereas if you have a replaceable battery, well, then you can just chuck another battery and, and all the other ones recharge. For fifty bucks, came with two batteries. Two batteries, exactly. Most of them do. Battery in myself. Exactly. So we know how handy that what? can be. So replaceable battery is a nice thing. The motion. Uh, so there's one that I've learned called the Mobius 2. And the Mobius so 2 is kind of cool because it gets you away from the <clears throat> tit with the fucking black box on your head. Yeah. So the Mobius 2 is very flat. It's very much like a... It's a different shape mm-hmm. than the other ones. So you look less tittish. Yeah, right? why can't it just be like a little freak? You don't look well, they have, like, like a tit. almost look like a little... Well, they have tubes. They have tube cameras. <clears throat> and there's many tube cameras. Oh, wow. So there's cameras that are in the shape of tubes. Many, many cameras in the shape of tubes. So they all have it. But the problem with the tube-shaped cameras, I haven't found one that's under 100 bucks yet. But all I'm saying is, look at that right. lens on your I phone. I know. So yeah. it, all it has to be is a little freaking... Do you know why the square ones are... Do you know why the square ones are square? Why are the square ones square, Phil? Because that's the shape of the fucking battery. What the fuck? Because the technology that makes a camera a camera can be tube-shaped. It can be as flat as your phone. And we the lens a, is like that big. And the battery a, is li- the lens is literally the size of So we need to have a, a remote, a remote a lens that we right. could put. They do. We can have the battery on the side of the helmet. Cam- called then, security camera. Security camera. Security cameras. Security cameras, you can put them anywhere. The guts of the camera, the lens of the camera is the only thing that you see is the lens of the camera. Mm-hmm. The board... Okay, the board where the battery lives and everything else is remote. 
But the chipset and the camera lens itself is on a, a little uh, wire loom of about seven or eight wires, and you can put it wherever you want. You know, spy assholes. You we need to put it in the, toilet. Put the camera helmet. Like a little bit. They put the battery and the the chip and mm-hmm. in the motherboard in the back, of, your in the back of your helmet. Right. But then just have a little wire running up. Have the, the front. wire running up so it's a direct point of view with your same thing, and that's fine. And all the perverts that exist in the world all have these fucking toilet cams and all kinds of craps that are just basically little tiny cameras, yep. and they go on the tip of a pen in your pocket and whatever. If you ever want to know, type in spy camera, and you'll an hour of your life you'll you'll go never into a, a whole universe you'll go into a whole different universe the Mobius one I looked at was kind of cool it will alter the uh, videos um, when you're shooting the thing out so if you want to mount it sideways on the side of your helmet it will alter the video 90 degrees to the horizontal plane so you can shoot it if the camera is pointing out like this or like this Okay, so if it's pointing out at a horizontal plane or a vertical plane, you electronically can alter it. It's very small, like That's you said. An interesting use yeah, you can it. put it on a Picatinny rail and mount it on your <laughs> rifle, um, you know, for kill shots or just hunting or whatever. Small. <clears throat> it's, it, looks uh, like a, it looks like a pager. It is like a pager. It's yes. like what we remember from 30 years ago as being pagers. Yeah. The uh, It's very small, and it has a button on it where one button takes a still picture. You can have two video modes with one button pressed. So you can say, I want to be in 1080 at 30 frames per second, and then the second one I'm going to be at um, 4K. So I press the button once, I'm at 1080. So it's at, high resolution or extremely high resolution. <clears throat> right, exactly. And, or you could do 60 frames. Well, and the nice thing about the Mobius is in its two different video convert configurations, you can pick them from an extremely long litany of speeds. So if you want to have it in regular mode, you're just shooting regular 1080 by 30 frames per second or 60 frames per second. But in your next button press, you can make it go into that slow-mo, that literally that extremely slow-mo camera. Are you thinking about retailing any of these cameras? We're, no, I'm not at all, but this is under 100 bucks. Right. So the Mobius 2 is like 99 bucks. Um, it seems to have a very good battery life, about two hours. Um, it will... I, it does have a motion... What I liked about it is it has a motion sensing feature, which means that you can make the thing essentially be a security cam when you're away from your bike. So maybe you just have it on the bike looking at it, or maybe you park it in the window pointing at your bike. Put it up here so when somebody gets on the bike, it films it. The other thing that it has is if you put a DC power supply into it, when it detects the DC power supply, it automatically starts recording. Are any of these Wi-Fi capable? Yes. A lot of them are Wi-Fi capable. If I record on that, I can upload it to my Facebook, so I just... Oh, a, now, can I control lot, it with an app on my phone? Yes. Yeah. A, a lot of them, uh, you can Wi-Fi it to your phone yeah. if you have your phone in a RAM mount. Okay. And you can see on your Use phone your phone while you're riding. Oh, my goodness. your phone camera shooting. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So you can have the... You can set your shots up. A lot of them have big, wide-angle lenses, 120-degree lenses or 160-degree yeah, lenses. Huge, So that they literally don't need a monitor. You don't need to have a, a screen on them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, well, I'm pointing, <clears throat> the, I'm pointing the camera in the general direction of where I want it to be. Well, they're also, I'm getting the shot. Well, plus, if they're going to be mounted, somebody's mm-hmm. not going to be following anything. Correct. It's got to be able to get a wide It does. View. Yeah, it's and a big fisheye lens, yeah. basically. And they do work pretty damn good. Uh, yeah, the feature I like, one of the features I like on mine, and I believe the GoPros have this mm. too. Is uh, you could set it up for still shots. Yeah. Mm. Just at, press at, a different button. Yeah. yeah, and you set it up at, at an interval. Like right. I wanted to shoot. So a it's picture. videotaping. Right. But while it's videotaping, if I I'm like, oh wait, wait, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Well, oh, no, no, no. You set it up to automatically nope. in increments. Like every ten oh. seconds, I wanted to shoot a so picture. So it'll steal a grab. Yeah. So if you're if, if you're on a big group ride, like we if do the gentleman's ride, it, if you don't want to burn. Uh, 
an eight gig file. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> you don't want to burn an eight gig file. You just want. So the you're camera. not videoing. It's just every once in a while. It's, it's taking pictures. Every two it's seconds, a it's taking a picture. It's doing a stop. Every ten seconds, yeah. it's stop taking motion, a picture. Stop motion. Right. Stop the other motion. thing is when it is running. All these things that I learned, or most of them, I found is when it's running, when it's in loop mode, or it's in recording mode, you can reach up. And press the button on the side of the camera, and it will ping it so that that will say, like, this is the moment when the asshole cut me off or threw the hamburger out the window or pulled a gun on me or whatever. I can press the button on the side of the thing, and it will it'll put a little flag there. So later on when I'm editing, I don't have to edit two hours of trip. Well, as somebody who does, I can just pull of, into who the spends spot a I lot need. of time looking at right. video and cameras <laughs> right. and having to go back. I just want to see the money you, shot. You can record right. sixty-four cameras exactly twenty-four-seven. Right. I just want the money guess shot. What you can't go back and look at real-time right. monitor all that That's and exactly go back it. and find something two weeks ago, even if it's recorded. You can't sit there. And even if you sit there and put it at eight it takes times one, speed, it still takes one guy a long. It takes one time. guy forty hours to watch forty hours of video. That's just how video works. And with these things, when you have a bad experience on your motorcycle, you press the button, and it remembers that. And it says, okay, when you're going to go back and do your editing later on, you don't want to dump a two-hour file. You want to dump a 10-second file. So this helps you go back in and find that exact moment that you were looking for. And so I found that the, the Mobius, because it has a motion sensor, which you can essentially use it, as some sort of a very basic security camera because it has a motion sensor. It probably has night vision. They all, uh, so any CCD camera, it's pretty much any CCD. improved low light performance. And they do have a setting in there when you can set it for HDR setting where it does pump up the light quite a bit. The picture will look grainier, but nighttime you don't really care. You just want the data. You don't really care about the quality. Right. So you can use that setting. So what if I had that camera... And it has three, so there's a button press for, when you hold the button and turn it on, its default mode would be whichever you set the default mode, which would be like some sort of a regular video mode. Then my second mode, if rain, I press the button again, sport would be, yeah, rain, sport, and touring, <laughs> the, uh, would be probably the HDR mode, the nighttime mode. So you're running around in a low light condition. And then the last one is still camera. So the camera's just standing by waiting for you to press the button, take a still picture. Now, I think that for under 100 bucks, we're getting a lot of technology now. This one does not have a separate microphone line in. So if you're a vlogger, a big like the Royal Jordanian guys <clears throat> yeah. or any of these guys that like to talk. So if you think that your video or if you find yourself so interesting that you want to share hours of your life with other people. Commentary. That you may want to have commentary with it. Then you probably want to have one that has a microphone input. Yeah, mine doesn't have that, right. and the audio is shit. They're terrible. They generally speaking, especially that, if they're in the wind. Yeah, well, and especially if you have it in the case. Yeah, the waterproof case. They're going to be noisy. Yeah, well, it's just yeah, well, it's, it's all be muted. Essentially, like trying to talk to the person on the back of your bike without communication. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are looking to be a video logger, if you're looking to be a motorcycle journalist, this is obviously not the solution. I'm looking at this as just being something that. Um, well, that's almost a cheap body cam. I mean, it is about that's what this is. I mean, I've been looking at body cams yeah. and stuff, and button cams yep. and stuff like that. Yeah, body cams. I looked at when I was looking at solving my goal about having some sort of onboard documentation to protect myself in some way from errant drivers or people who are distracted, um, and so that if it ever comes into a situation where I can clearly show that my life was being threatened. Before I did something rash, 
it might not be a bad idea to have a helmet camera. You know, so that the camera can see the things I saw. I was trying to think about that. The idea of having it mounted on the motorcycle. I watched a bunch of videos where the camera was mounted on the motorcycle, and it misses a lot of information. Mm-hmm. You don't really know what's going on with a dash cam. Boom! No, you you're in that. an accident. Right. Where's the bike? Exactly. Laying on the ground. On the ground. You Where need that you? wide. Now field. you get up. Yeah. Now you're confronting the driver. Now, right. now everything's happening. And the bike's laying. And a lot of the confrontations I've seen where uh, a road rage driver assaults a motorcyclist. Uh, or vice versa, where a road rage motorcyclist is also a driver. <laughs> what the cameras that were mounted on the helmets give the best information <clears throat> because that's the point of view of, of the rider. And in a situation where people do seem to be distracted a lot more, myself included, I think we all are. I'm not gonna lie, uh, we're all distracted a little more than we were before. And I think that the reason I would mm. want to have a camera on top of my head would be to help me justify. My behavior after a moment of stress, <laughs> you know. So maybe later on, that's a videotape. And now a lot of them have things like you know a GPS where they'll track your location and your speed. You may not want to have that piece of evidence on there, you know. Whatever. Um, these are these these chipset cameras that you're looking at. Those little spy cams. Yeah, little spy cam security cameras. Those things are tiny. That's the, that's the Mobius 230 degree lens. Right. Basically. That's a special but lens I'm, you can. I'm looking at this. Put and in I'm there to fish about that big. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking, man, you could you could take one of these units. Yeah. And put cut it, it apart. Like put yeah, and put yeah. it into a helmet. Absolutely. Theoretically, I mean. And you can just buy if you want if you're super if you're super hey man if you're techie and you want to go crazy buy the lens buy the chipset buy the board. Put it wherever you want, right? Put it where you want. A lot of the guys are having fan. The, the video cool. that's the video that gets shot off of chin cams, yeah. just like a full face helmet with a camera glued to the guy's chin. Seems to, they look great. They really do look great. Yeah, the, and if I wanted to get good audio, yeah, with with my camera, I would take our our two unit right. here, strap it to myself, yeah. and hit record and right. just. Do a sync, yeah, and, and, and match it up in and post. There are it takes a, it takes a second to if do it. If you want to spend thirty dollars more, you can get cameras <clears> that have an aux input, and then buy a mic. And you can buy a mic and have a nice mic inside your helmet, and you can get good audio while you're riding. Now, Cena does make a combination camera, Bluetooth <coughs> communicator, helmet communicator. It's all in one. Yeah. So you're going to spend about over three hundred dollars on it, though. So that's that thing where you're like, here's one device, which gives me hope to the future because a couple of years ago, these action cameras were all over $500. Now we're arguing over a camera that costs less than 100 bucks. <laughs> Dustin's got his faux pro less than 50 bucks with all the accessories accoutrement. Oh, it came with everything. Right. comes with every goddamn thing you need. And it's all made of the same shitty quality plastic. It's going to break the first time you look at it. So i'm looking to a point where it's not going to be too far away where we have the one all-in-wonder of the bluetooth so you can take a phone call and shoot a video at the same time you know it's not too far away you're gonna have a drone that just follows you around they already have those they, they already have those 90 miles an hour Some phones do do that they'll <laughs> do, they'll do <laughs> data seen that? while you're on the you, phone you wear a wrist bracelet and i forget which one it's it's the, new, nice. the new samsung yeah. <clears throat> well, actually, you can you can be right. talking with somebody and cruising the internet at the same oh, time. Oh, mine does that. The real question is, can I do a Bluetooth in my helmet while I'm able to listen to my music, take into my my phone calls if I need to, be able to talk to my Siri, mm-hmm. and be able to shoot the video and tell the camera, "Hey, shoot video now." Um, that kind of thing in you might one need an implant for that. Well, no, I think Sena or yeah, Sena. Uh, Senna already has that, 
with their uh, camera, with their new their jaw-mounted or their helmet-mounted Bluetooth camera, but it's a little on the spendy side. So When you say spendy side? Over $300. That's so you can talk to you. That's not so your friend can have one, too. Why do I need to talk to me? What's that? <laughs> well, it's just the Bluetooth, because a lot of that is all about rider-to-rider communications. Okay. So you get into Bluetooth communications, rider-to-rider, so you can talk to one or 20 or 30 people. When I'm riding around with other, I don't necessarily want to talk to anybody else. I'd rather just ride my own ride. We'll talk about things when we get there. I love my wife, but I really don't even want to talk to her on the back. No, of my not bike. on the back of the bike. No, that's what hand signals are for. I don't even want right. that. No, when we, I, when right. we stop, we'll talk. Right, exactly. We'll develop a plan. Cool, <laughs> and then we'll go out. And anything, uh, anything that's worth mentioning can be uh, articulated via like <gasps> deer. Yeah. It's more right. than squirrel. Right. Make a left here, right, right. Exactly. right here, right. or that's right. it. Punch me in the ribs when I do too many wheelies. Yeah. I right. have to piss. Right. We can talk about it all when we get to when we get to our going, destination. Because most of the time, we're going someplace to get a bite to eat, right, and have a beer, right. For now, give me the sweet, sweet solitude of you're with me, I but even, I don't have to hear I you. Don't even want the bike anymore. Exactly. <laughs> Just, in the moment. Well, you know what? I can't tell you the oh, last time shit. my wife rode on the back of a motorcycle with me. My well, that's nice. I mean, wife could not <clears throat> fucking be less interested than getting on the back of them. Last year at the beginning of the season, I had the Harley home, and I was just like, sweetheart, let's go see how America lives. Did she tell you to get on the back? I know. <laughs> that has happened. Nice. I've, had, I've had one or two more <clears throat> wobbly pops than I should have had, and uh, Merritt's had to be my ride home once or twice. Um, Merritt's managed to get a few of my drunk friends home from the bar in the back of her SV650S. There are people uh, I would ride on the back, and I think yeah. Merritt is probably one of them. I could probably She'll get her, her shit together. And the the thing is, though, you and I are that exact thing. Is We are giant drunk gorillas. We are the two, <laughs> 200 to 300 pound drunken gorilla on the back of a motorcycle. We're not going to start talking about what happened post-podcast last weekend, are we? Oh, no, 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 no. We're, we're we can, that. but I can, I'll leave the room. No, you don't even uh, have to. You know what? What did I miss? What could you possibly have remembered? <laughs> it was your birthday. It was your birthday. I don't remember. <laughs> what did you I know miss what? Totally after I lost All I know about it is We went down to Smedley's. Oh, no we went down fucking to A, really? That fucking bar looks like the Star Wars cantina. They were lucky have, to have us. They were lucky to have us. I've never seen... <laughs> You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. That's what this was. And it was that, and then we showed up. And we realized we were just the amateurs. We showed up, and we were not professional Smedley's patrons. And we showed up to our local biker bar, which is like... I hate to use the term a local biker bar. <clears throat> it is funny. local bar. How many people were on their bikes there today? You know, maybe they have bikes, but they're not. It's not a biker bar in the middle of winter. No, no, <laughs> not at all. It's just. Did they have their cuts on? Not unless you're the drummer. <laughs> the drummer. Oh my god, the <clears throat> drummer. I'm convinced that drummer is their official robotic house drummer, and he looks like. He just looks like. Every possible caricature. Of a stringy haired, long haired drummer. I know him. It's He's Mike, a cliche. It's He's got long hair. Yeah. He's wearing a sleeveless cut off jean jacket, a cut. His name's Mike. He's got some patches on it. <laughs> and he's sitting back there and he looks like a cross between Animal from the Muppets and Janice from the Muppets. And he's like, if Animal and Janice had a baby and they made it into a drummer, that's what he looks like. And he's like a drumming automaton. 
He's a sweetheart of a dude. Though. I'm sure he's I amazing. I can tell you that. But the point is, when his back is against the glass at Smedley's, so when you drive by and you look in there like, I wonder what kind of music they got, and you see him drumming, you're like, well... He's got one more arm than the last guy I saw drumming that looked like him. So there. <laughs> if you got that joke, I love you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Leopard. Leopard. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, that's a visual joke. That's Pour a sight. Sugar on me, baby. But anyway, um, yeah, and John got friendly with the natives. <laughs> Buying you a ginger shandy was the best thing I could do to slow you down. Why did I go home early? Damn it. I shouldn't have been down there. Okay. Because so the debate was. When I rewound the tapes, as I was. One, puking. we can't publish the tape. <laughs> I'm going to just tell you right now. If you want to know why Dustin didn't drop a podcast yesterday or today, the reason Dustin didn't drop a podcast yesterday or today is we still haven't found the kill line. Because there's a kill line on that podcast. Because there's a point up to about 40 minutes where we're a normal podcast. (laughs) And then we go off the rails for another hour. No, no. Then we go off the rails for about 12 minutes. And then there are some statements that were made about chocolate thunder and white lightning. (laughs) And once we go past chocolate thunder and white lightning... That there is, we cannot, we cannot publish that podcast. We can, just can't. I can survive that. I don't think my friend Mike can. <laughs> Mike stayed anonymous the whole time. He's only been Mike, the most popular name in the United States of America. Except but, but his wife knows. Well, doesn't matter because this is why to listen to the podcast. Regardless of oh, whether she or will, not she knows you, not with me. Regardless, regardless of who was around this table. There's many, many tables in many different garages and many different houses yes. where we don't want that. We just don't want to give those people that kind of information. <laughs> we don't want to make people have the visualizations that you were giving us at all, ever, um, in fuck polite society on this planet. Uh, you know, just that over. That's what I'm saying. There's going to have to be some real selective editing. No, there's just going to be a point where we're going to say, and that's where the podcast ended. <laughs> Whatever episode, episode 151, <laughs> that's, that where it went, that's episode, where it went off rails. Episode 151, ironically called episode 151. <laughs> you know what? I like that. Could you just, could you just episode 151. And then add like the, the soundtrack of a train wrecking? Yeah. I, think, I just think, I think the best part of that, I think the best part of that idea is chop it. Here's uh, what went wrong. Right. Because we tried, I mean... When I played it back in my brain, he's got the tape. He's got the digital. I've not listened to the digital. I just played my memory back. And I remember... I was going to put it down today, but I was having hard drive issues. Yeah, you know why you had a hard drive problem? Because of the filth. Your hard drive was dirty. Your hard drive was filthy because you hooked it to that. And that contains filthy, filthy things. So that should, that's stuff that's like, no, you can't say that. Like, that makes our president, any statement our president has ever made pales by comparison uh, to anything that happened last week. So we'll listen to it. We'll, we'll, we'll basically just chop a certain portion of it out. Because I know that valiantly, 
several people at this table tried to reel it in. And we tried to reel it in, but things were said that couldn't be unsaid. And so we tried to reel it in, and really, we just should have pressed the red button. We should have pressed the red button, stopped the shit, and let the chaos go on its own. But So we will try to give you podcast listeners some <clears throat> modified version of what happened last week. Because there isn't... Oh, word, no, they'll, they'll hear it in all of its the glory. Word, no, they can't. They can't, <laughs> Dustin. They can't. They can't. Because my, my own personal alert was going on, and I was like, nope, can't publish that. And then it would go another five minutes, and it was like, oh, no, can't publish that. And then it would go five more minutes, we're like, no, no, that's illegal. You actually, that's actually, we go to jail for that shit. Right? So, no, we're not publishing that shit. We're going to cut it up. We'll chop it up real easy. We'll find a nice line in the sand, and we'll... We'll just go, from here on, what happens at band camp stays at band camp, and we're cool. And uh, and that'll be the it. That'll be the end of it, and we'll all live happy lives going on, knowing that you either heard it live, there was no Memorex. And uh, yeah, it was cool. But you entertained the shit out of us. The, the John's Birthday Podcast. You know what? It was fucking well-earned. And the, the Smedley's thing was cool. The Smedley's thing was cool. That was cool. That I was just cool. love after I got home, a couple hours after I got home, I got the text. Yeah, the text. That said you have your wife made you sleep in the basement. <laughs> it's one well, thing to get couched. It's another well, thing to get basement. That's a little harsh. <laughs> that's what I said. That's harsh. I don't remember a You lot. were being fine. I don't remember, but what I know is that she sent a text to Mike's wife. Okay. And her text Uh-oh. to Mike's wife was... Where the fuck are they? He came home last <clears> night... He broke in the house because he didn't have his keys. He could barely walk. He made fun of my nose because she had a little thing removed off her nose. Then he tried to put the moves on me. How did you break in the house? You tried to put the moves on her? But did you break something? I know how to break in the house. You know, I mean, we all got techniques. We all know our house, right? Yeah, so you got a technique. You didn't break a window, though. Arm through the milk shoe. Yes, exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah. I got into the house. Right. But you didn't break anything. No. So it's not breaking and entering. No. Right. It's just burglary. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that's yeah. not troubling. Except it's I manipulating don't entering. Right. Well, of course not. Don't remember. Oh, I knew that you were going to try to sexually interfere with that woman when you left here. <laughs> I mean, I knew there was no doubt in a fucking world that that was going to happen. It was your birthday. When we left Smedley's, it was the whole debate was like, when we left here, the debate was which strip club weren't we going to. And I was like, no, and then you were like, oh, we're going to Smedley's. And I was like, John gave me an out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. John said Smedley's. <laughs> Fuck it. It's walking distance. You guys should have went to the Lido. We're go- no. Oh. <laughs> Once again. But I asked Mike. A phrase I? frequently said by people who haven't been to Lido in 10 years. I know I was, I, I right. must have known at some point I was pretty soundly defeated, at least by the time, because I know I don't. I didn't fight about going home. You didn't fight at all. <laughs> when it was time to put you away, when we were done at Smedley's, you were done. Well, I mean, I think I got you your text at like defeat. midnight. You no, it was an early night. Eleven thirty. Yeah, eleven thirty. It was. I started. I was home at eleven thirty. Well, I started yeah. right after work. You started early. And I'll tell you this: it's a marathon. Situation. When I rewind the tape, I know where it all went wrong. I know where the first place that it went wrong was. We went to that sausage fest, and I, you know, the sausage fest. You get sausage sampler. Oh yeah, two guys just digging out some sausage. (laughs) Two guys in a sausage sampler. (laughs) Is that a YouTube video? Fourteen years old again. (laughs) We had DJ Kishka playing. Right, yeah, that's my boy Justin. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. and then you get so then I was disappointed that they only gave you a three ounce sampler. I thought it was like you were going to get it was a seasonal pour, right? Well, it was a three ounce sampler pour. Yeah. So I'm like, well, if it's only a three ounce pour, I'm going to get sixteen cell. 
16 of them. <laughs> Christmas sale. So, if so you haven't been to Cleveland and you don't know what Christmas sale is, look it up. So Christmas sale normally Christmas in fail. a three-ounce portion isn't going to be a big problem. Right. Well, they brought the Christmas sale. Right. It's, like, it's, it's like beer with opiates. Well, then Mike <laughs> dumped it on me. Well, the guy from Great Lakes was right <laughs> over there. He's like, oh, wait, wait, what are you drinking? I'm like, Christmas ale. Oh, bath salts. Well, then Should he we comes over <laughs> with the large 22-ounce Christmas Oh, ale. Jesus Ooh. Christ. And that is where That's where it goes sideways. Mistake. That was the beginning of the, the end. That was the first. And then mm-hmm. coming over here and somebody bringing out the whatever whiskey or whatever. We had some whiskey. Was, yeah, we had some stuff. Some scotch. And drinking some, a little bit of that didn't yeah, help It either. worked good. It worked good. But that was – you went away easy. We, we you, like to bait you. No, no, no. <laughs> I will say this. He rolled up easy not your fault. after Smedley's. I, it's my problem. Hey, you rolled up easy after Smedley's. I, I have knew. no problem with that. But I also knew your wife was in trouble because you were way too conscious. When, before we went to Smedley's, yeah. when I went outside and how I got the I was like, guy. it's my birthday. Well, you just fought with the car over there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you fought with Mike's car. It started out when I walked out it, there. I kinda, your eye did clear up nice. I mean, I, when I went out, I kind of stumbled a, a little anyway. bit and I tried to overplay it and then i realized oh, no no fuck. it's on <laughs> yeah you think you're chevy chasing this shit and you're right into an actual crash i'm like whoa, 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 wait a second i can't fuck around with this no no Gra- <laughs> gravity's stronger when you're drunk yeah i knew uh, i knew that i knew that mrs mecklefresh was in for a rough night and, uh, so that's good. Well, so, police weren't called. Stun guns were I deployed. I still have all my guns. I... Right. Stun guns were deployed. <laughs> Tranquilizer darts were needed. She pushed me down the stairs. Pushed you down the stairs, locked <laughs> in the basement, <laughs> threw the bolts on the basement oh, door. Igor. Put you down there with the gimp. That's it. Change up to the wall. Sloth. Change up to the wall. Saturday morning, I hurled spectacularly. Really? Yeah. I'm. It was tough. It was across the back of the toilet, in the toilet, and yeah. on the floor next to the toilet. It might be a good... And my uh, Scooter Q t-shirt yeah. is in the garbage now. Oh, <laughs> the Mexican Scooter Q shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it did not survive. I wiped up everything with my Scooter. Took my I think that this is a really good episode. Uh. I think that's a really good episode to be 151. <laughs> the fact that that's 151, yeah, yeah, that's how, that's one. That's some overproof Mecklefresh right well, there. This episode is 152, but right. that one is 151. 151, overproof Mecklefresh. Yeah, but that's like, you don't have a mean bone in your body. And that's what I like. I like when you get drunk, you don't get fucking feisty at all. I'm surprised. I know, right? I thought, you harbor a lot of rage. What about yeah. the guy I was playing pool with? I played a game of pool with that guy. Yeah. I grabbed the pool ball, didn't I, before the game was yes. over? Thank Johnny Chrome. (laughs) Johnny Chrome bought a couple of beers for some people. Smoothed that over. Smoothed it over beautifully. But at no point did you ever get shitty with anybody. I remember telling. See, that's the magic. I told the guy, I'm like, I'm really drunk. I'm sorry. Oh, 90 percent of my friends get a little get a little froggy when they get drunk. And I've been around you drunk a bunch of times, and you're never froggy. You're always just a nicer person. You're always just a more fun, nicer, entertaining. And that's why, like I said, your wife's in trouble because, (laughs) yeah. That's just that guys go one of two directions when they get loaded. When they get fucked up, ninety percent of guys go into a dark place. That that Irish thing, you know, and ten percent of guys. Irish flu on Saturday. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) ten percent of the guys get get nice. They get nicer. They're happier. They're sweet. They're jovial. They're fun. They're romantic. They're cool. You get them loaded, and they become better people. Stupid is more accurate. They want to lift everybody. They want to lift everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I can tell you that Mike was like, I couldn't lift your friend John. No. No. (laughs) Guess what? (laughs) Guess what? Well, you get the Irish hug. 
Well, it was uh, there was just one of those. It was one of those good, good solid, a good solid birthday drunk. Yeah, yeah. And you, on you that note, oh my god. Yeah, you wait another year for that. Gonna go into your, <coughs> gonna go into remission for a year to train up for your next birthday. We know. We'll, we'll save know that's those. Not that's the tough thing is you know your birthday's in February, like I get to have my birthday at man camp. Oh, that's nice. I have way too much opportunity. So band camp. I I mean, who's going to band camp this year? All the smart people. Oh, sounds. Fun. I, I've never been you there. It, I might have to break oh. the cycle this year and go. That's a really excellent theme. Yeah. yeah. What's the theme? I think it's on the QT still. No, no, it's out. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. the theme's out. Okay. What is it? Beyond Yinzer Dome. Beyond y- uh, um, So it's Pittsburgh-based. Yeah, 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 well, well, it's, it's Pittsburgh PBS Scooter Rail. Man. So it's <laughs> Beyond Yinzer Dome, so it's Pittsburgh Mad Max. What All could right go wrong then. there? Nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Shit, i got to find a really shitty scooter. <laughs> nope. Just make it look shitty. <laughs> I, I, I instantly. Well, if I buy it shitty to we begin with, bus. I don't have to make it. We have a anything. bus. We're gonna have people on the front of the bus, <clears throat> literally on spikes. I instantly have a use for my dream of taking a Honda Helix and making a Mad Max scooter out of it. Hoffert's got the reflex I gave him. I don't even know if he put the bodywork back on it yet. Leave that thing stripped. Uh, yeah. yeah, leave it stripped. Leave it stripped. Big tractor leave seat, it stripped. Some spikes. You're fine. Who needs oh, a seat? Oh man, Johnny Five's gonna make a comeback. Johnny Five will Johnny be there in all her glory. Yeah. yeah, Johnny Five will be there in all her glory. That's, this could uh, be the year that Bandcap sees the most carnage ever. I mean, every year somebody breaks something, goes to the hospital, whatever. <laughs> this could be a bad one because people are gonna go- like. Weld fucking spikes yes, on every exactly. goddamn thing they bring, and it's going to be like impaled. Years ago, I think and it's I mean, funny because I thought they canceled Bandcap like it, like it was done like five years ago. Yeah, we just said that to keep the numbers down. The uh, <laughs> the uh, years ago there was a rally called Chain of Fools that they would do down Chapel Hill, and uh, Chain of Fools Scooter Club did a great job. And Alex, uh, you know, I may or may not listen to the podcast, but if you know, if you're in the scooter community, you know Alex. And Alex showed up with a Honda Elite 80, one of those geometric ones, yeah. So he showed up with a geometric Elite 80, stripped of all forward body work, and pieces of straight pipe where the forks once used to be. And it had about a six-foot forks. Yeah, about six foot. (laughs) Maybe six foot, maybe seven, what probably the, six. What was the rake on that? Impossible. Um, in fact, if you got on the bike and you put your feet where they're supposed to be and you were riding in a normal position and you gassed it at all, it the front wheel came up in the air because you were beyond the tipping point despite the fact there was 10 feet in front you're of the back axis. Almost axles. 12 o'clock to begin with. It was ridiculous. Excellent. Yeah, and then so all the metal parts that were exposed, he took milling machine blades which, you know, to the people who are uninformed, they're like table saw blades, but four inches in diameter and three times as thick. So he took these milling machine blades, cut them in half lengthwise, and welded them to the tubes of this death scooter <clears throat> and painted it flat black and adorned it with fireworks and things of that nature and everything harmful that you could ever get. But every part of the fucking bike was sharp. <laughs> yeah, because these milling machine blades are fucking carbide, fucking not dicking around sharp blades. Mm. So people, of course, see a bike, stretched scooter, chopper thing, and what do they want to do? They want to pile seven or eight people on it. 
Well, every part where a person can try to probably hold on to or put their body on is covered by a sharp piece of milling equipment. So everybody got cut to fuck, like my ankles, my shins, all cut to fuck. Everybody was bleeding all over that bike all weekend. And it was pretty well unfucking rideable through only the use of removal of stock front fork, installation of exaggerated, ridiculous six-foot-long front fork with, you know, a 10-inch, 3-by-10-inch front wheel. So, yeah, it was a overall fucking disaster. So, yeah, beyond Yinzerdome, who knows where that's going to end up. I can tell you where it's going to end up. It's going to be the third time we had helicopters land at our school. Oh, there's going to be fights. Yeah. No, it won't be fights. It, it will not be fights. It will be the third time helicopters land at our scooter rally. Not negative fights. The only fights. fight you're going to have yeah. is against yourself. Exactly. <laughs> it's going to be you versus the laws of gravity. And Gra- gravity. Gravity's going to get the you. The ground is going to come up and grab I you. I guarantee gravity will win. Gravity always wins. We have hit gravity two wins. hours. All right, two hours oh, is good for a podcast. Man. They can listen to it in pieces. Nobody ever forces them to sit down at one time and listen to the whole goddamn thing. You only got 40 thing. minutes of last week, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was your fault. That's genius. <laughs> All right, guys, please remember on that. Drive fast and take chances. Play us out of here. God, press the button. Press the button. Press the red button. Press it. Press the red button. Got it.